0: We're live. I just want to say that's a compliment. He well, he nice got a great, great. he got a great thank, haircut. Thank you, thank you. Well, no, he's, uh, he's, uh, he looks better. He's got the new haircut. I, I don't know whether you call that a vanilla ice haircut or a Hollywood haircut, <laughs> but he's got a good haircut. Dun, 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 yeah. the, the, dun, the, uh... Okay, by the way, did you guys hear about Simone Biles? Oh,
1: yeah. I heard
2: she got taken off the Olympics. Yeah. Just
0: now, like, yeah. uh, 30 minutes ago, an hour ago. The What's going on? Injury? Uh, no, 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 anxiety. Anxiety, Man- uh, uh, anxiety. Uh, Mental, mental pressure, mental
1: anxieties.
0: It's real out there. It th- was this common ten years ago, twelve years ago in the
2: Olympics.
1: It was, anxiety,
2: depression. I what? had
1: anxiety and depression when I played, but we just drank it away. <laughs> like that was. No, no I'm actually being serious. Was, no, I'm, I am being serious. Yeah, I, I am an alcoholic. We I'm literally self medicated. That's so. why there's so many. Uh, I, I don't know. I I think that uh, look media scrutiny is is. Different. It's just different. I've never had media scrutiny at this level. At the yeah. level, that well,
2: more having. than media scrutiny, but it's all the commentary that comes with the media dude, scrutiny. Yeah. The internet, if you're reading the comments, I could get ugly. So, I've learned the hard way. Do <laughs> not
1: read the comments. I, I will tell the, value, <laughs> the good or the The value tainers the value tainers, I, I will say, are very interesting. At least in the comments, they're very funny. I do whether they whether they yeah. like me or they don't. They're very funny in the, the comments.
2: The commentary actually is like there's some actually so legit stand up <laughs> comedians Do you actually out there? read
1: the comments or no?
2: Not really. Anymore. Not really. No. Okay. No. On Valuetainment economics, I do. I it's a lot of like save that <laughs> you're money. You're amazing. Oh, your ah, money. On your yeah. post
1: on your post yesterday, on I talked about it. Talk about, I it. Talk about was, the post did, yesterday. Did you see his post yesterday? Which so one was he, this? he posts a job opportunity, right? And we we talked about it in the last. Why podcast. didn't I see that The guy is notorious for taking Pull care up, of his guy. employees, right? But he puts out something. He's like, I need immediate hire. All right, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna give somebody a job. And the first thing is like, you're not paying enough. Screw you. This and that. And this woman comes and it was like, I would never work for you. And, and <laughs> he's like- This is in the comments Yes. Section.
0: You should see it. Yeah, it, w- it
1: was unbelievable. He's like, I don't think you really fit the culture. <laughs> and you're looking, you you look at her profile and it was perfect. It was perfect. It was like, uh, it, she was basically like Antifa Jane, man. Like, it was like, I could just imagine her in this office place. To so check. it was
0: two job postings for yeah. bookers. $60,000 Oh, salary, I heard okay, Plus yeah. bonus, plus four, 1K plus benefits, yeah. right? Can I apply? We're willing to pay relocation <laughs> fee to here. So yeah. this guy from Dubai so is yeah the, the, it's pathetic why are you paying them this much so what I do is I go to salary.com zip recruiter mm-hmm. and different website that tell you what a what a talent booker's salary is in South Florida it's 42,000 or 58,000 I put 60,000 plus bonus so I comment back I said you haven't been a booker before do you know what a booker gets paid and these guys mm-hmm. go back and forth anyways the point is you know one I enjoy trolls I have fun with them to me. It doesn't bother me. Mm -hmm. What bothers me is the fact that, you know, you're seeing today with Olympics the amount of pressure that, you know, I'm trying to see if this is real pressure that athletes have on anxiety, how to deal with it. Is it, hey, if you're doing that as well, I'm also going to do it since you can also step out and not want to compete. Then I'm going to do it because even the girl – Uh, from Japan, the tennis player, lost yesterday. I don't know if you know. Yeah, Osaka's out.
2: Well, she, uh, what... Uh, didn't she, play in she Wimbledon. Go to a tournament. Yeah, a couple she wanted to ago. take a break, so
0: she, yeah.
1: she doesn't want to talk to the media and all these.
0: Is other things? this is this a is this something where sports has to take seriously to give? Because she proposed giving days off. Like here's the amount of days I could have from media. Mm-hmm. Is that something? If sports should consider? Hey, I got five days off today. I
1: don't want to talk to the media about it. Okay, so I have two feelings on this. Two feelings that that I feel pretty strong. Do they about. both
2: involve alcohol? No, but oh, one Wow. That, okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, the first one is man that whenever you're doing any sort of athletics, right? And I can only imagine the, in the Olympics specifically where, you're, where it's four years of training for this one moment. It's, it's all this pent up aggression. Most of sports, and this is when, when I was playing, this is what people don't understand. Like most of it sucks most of it's not fun. They see you out there and you're hitting the ball and you're running, you're having fun and you're pimping mm-hmm. home runs and they're like this is fun, man. Those 3 hours are the most fun hours that you can have. Those hours under the lights are amazing. But everything leading up to that sucks. It really does, man. The practice, the 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 protocols, depending on like how strict the team and the organization is, like you feel like you have no personal autonomy at all and you're you've given so much of your life to this dream. You you've missed birthdays, you've missed weddings, you've been away from your family, you go across the world. Like you literally give everything up, give up relationships. You give everything up for this. It's it's all there. But you got to kind of find your why. So for a lot of us it's like I love my family. I the chance for generational wealth. Like I'm I'm going to I'm going to do something for my family now with the Olympics like, like it was, it was the love of country. It was I'm gonna represent my people yeah. back home. I'm gonna represent. I'm standing up for something. I don't know if that love of country is still there. Yeah, I didn't I even this, think that's a major factor in, the, in at this, this point. moment. I think it's what do you just
2: mean? the you want to achieve greatness. Can you
1: pull up the Twitter yeah, but, but Twitter it's, post that put I'm with Durant? What I'm saying is that when you when, when you're on a, in an individual level, I can tell yeah. you the biggest difference between college baseball for me and minor league baseball was I gave a shit whether my team won in college. I yeah. loved my teammates and I cared if we won. And in the minor leagues, I didn't. Matter of fact, all I wanted to do was go to a different team. I just wanted to move up. I wanted to do well enough that I could leave these guys behind. You know what I'm saying? So I think when you individualize your sports so much— you you end up taking all of the 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 negative too much on you because you're not able to you are not able to to relish in the team victory you're not able to relish in in what we're doing as a group you know the the we is definitely bigger than the me when it comes to sports.
0: so so the other day sports center posted this on July 25th on Twitter France hands uh, the US men's basketball team their first loss in the Olympics is 2004 snapping their 25 game Olympic winning streak Even Fournier led the way with 28 points in uh, win, Tokyo 2020, right? Okay, even though it's Mm -hmm. 2021. Anyways, at the top I put there are two ways the U.S. basketball team can motivate themselves to win. Number one is love of the game. Number two is love of their country. There is where someone on the team, this is where someone on the team has to bring up the pride of representing the great country, the greatest country in the world. This only works if they actually believe it. Now go above to the tweet above it. Go right above it and see what's right above it. Keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, going Right there. Uh, Luka Donic went off for 48 points in his Olympic debut. Donic and Slovenia defeat Argentina 118 to 100 in the country's first ever Olympic men's basketball game. When asked, what would it mean more, what would mean more to him? Winning an NBA championship or gold medal for his country? His gold medal for his country. He said the gold medal for his country, right? So because he's got love and pride for his country. Look, it's very hard if you're coming off of 2020 with COVID and everything took place and what are you fighting for? Yeah. What does a gold medal really mean? Now mm-hmm. they're talking about, hey, you're going to have to pay this much taxes because it's gold and you're coming back. And everything is diminishing the value of winning for your country. Go to the medal leaders. Go to the medal leader right now. I think U.S. is at 22. I think U.S. and nine China gold. are neck and China's neck right at 21. Now. Yeah, China's trying to make a point here. You just have to put medal count 2020 Olympics. You're writing a paragraph. <laughs> oh, my God. Buddy, just go back, and I'm telling you, just write medal count U.S. Olympics. Medal count <laughs> U.S. That's it. This is how far he has to go to find there the medal for Norway. Should be all the way at the top. There you go. Okay, so we got what? Oh, Japan's got the most gold. They just passed them up yeah. right now, by the way. That's right. of 30 the minutes United ago. States,
2: though, number one overall.
0: 24, then it's China 21, then it's ROC, which is Russia, uh, at 18. By the way, the Armenian guy won the gold medal yesterday in April. He had an Achilles heel. He tore his Achilles heel in April. In April he tore his Achilles heel. He lands. Can you go on Twitter to show this guy right uh go to Twitter all the way at the top search tw- that right there. Check this out. What's for? Th- th- just make this thing bigger so they can hear the audio. Okay, make it bigger and go back. Check this out. Look what
3: Arthur listen. April. Just remember he had an Achilles operation just 3 April ago. 3 what months 3 back? months, three watch, months? This? watch this. Five, six difficulty.
4: Has to drive strong.
3: Oh my god, Armenian guy planted his feet on the ground without a unbelievable.
0: Bring it back, so there you go. But you see what's going on with the Olympics. You gotta love your country, man, to Mm. win it. It's, I understand there's a part of it like when you're driving somebody to win in a sports team, in business, in a company. First thing everybody thinks about is who? What's the first thing everybody thinks about? Themselves. Yeah, of course. And it's okay. What's in it for me? Which is what? For the rest of you. natural, natural though. By by the way, I don't say it in a bad way. You're right. That's a form of capitalism. Ayn Rand agrees with you, just Mm -hmm. so you know, she wrote a book about it. I think her books
2: are going to catch on one of these days. I think hopefully (laughs) it will with you.
0: But the point is, naturally. Taking shots? Naturally, you're Ayn Rand. But here's the point the point is, there has to be a point where it's you. So you sit there and you say, okay, what's in it for me? Mm -hmm. For the rest of your life, you're going to be a gold medalist. For the rest of your life. This isn't one time. For the rest of your life. The guy from Milwaukee Bucks said, guys, for the rest of your life, you're going to be called a champ. Mm -hmm. Last night I had my kids watch the movie. We finished the movie. You know what movie it is. The fighter. The fighter. Gerard comes in and says, you're watching a fighter with your kids? I say, you're watching a fighter with the kids. (laughs) And my dad's sitting there. My dad's like. What are in Assyrian what are
2: you doing? What is the matter with That's you? It's actually a good uh, By uh, the way it's
0: like six hundred F bombs. No joke. If you've ever yeah. seen that movie, it's like motherfucker it's nonstop. Is that right? with Christian
1: Bale who's in It the is. Band. He okay. kills you know, it. Yeah. And, uh, Amy, so we want. Adams just Beautiful white yeah. trash hot, God, oh, <laughs> That's like your perfect oh, white cup of tea. White trash hot. If you're white trash me, and boy. you're hot, yeah, come a, holler at my boy Gerard.
0: Yeah. Feed me a grilled cheese and a Pabst Blue
1: Ribbon, baby. There's oh a my part God.
0: where they go into the bedroom and she's got this uh, two-piece on. I think it's a black nice uh, lingerie on. Yeah. And they're going and I'm like, Tico, Dylan, look at me. So Tico's like <laughs> looking at me. But Dylan's going like
1: this. Yeah. <laughs> Dylan's like, that's No, I'm going to look. Let the boy walk. <laughs> <the Yeah>. <laughs> so...
0: But here's the point. The timing. We watched, a, we watched, a, we watched a, a movie, and there's a part I posit, because like Daddy, there's a lot of cursing. Tico says, mm-hmm. I, said, I want you to know something here. I said, there's a big difference between you and I. He says, what's that? I said, that's the world I grew up in. I grew up in where that's normal. At, nine, at 10 years old, my, I didn't have a daddy around me. That's normal to me. That's abnormal to you. You will never experience that for the rest of your life. The only way you can see how the reality is for many people is by watching movies. And mm-hmm. they do a great job explaining that that is real for millions of people in America, but it's not real for you. We're all one decision away from ruining the whole thing. There's a scene where he's in his corner, Dickie, mm-hmm. is in the corner with Mickey. Mickey Ward. Mickey's fighting for their championship. Now who's the this? fighter here? Mickey, Mickey Ward. Ward is fighting. No, this but the actor. The actors the, uh, Christian Mar- Bale uh, and Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg's yeah. a fighter. Wahlberg. Christian Bale's and like the skinny he, crack yeah. yes, brother, right? So he goes to jail. He it. comes out yeah. and he cl- cleans his act, and he's his corner, okay? And it's the last round. He comes in and he says, Mickey, I fought Sugar Ray Leonard. I was able to knock him out. Now, they say trip, knock him out. That's the whole debate in the movie, right? Mm-hmm. He says, I never won a championship. He says, do this for you first. Do it for me second. Do it for Lowell, third. Do it for the family, fourth. But it starts with doing for who, you yeah, first. Got to do it. These Olympians, man, these basketball players. Mm-hmm. You got to do it for you. You got to do it your family. You got to do it for your country. All are necessary to have to drive. Mm-hmm. If you don't have those three, what's the motivator? So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But I don't know. I I uh, I wonder if this anxiety thing is going to go away, and I wonder if there's anything the sports league, you know, Olympics can do about it or it's something that's going to be inevitable. You got to deal
2: with it. Well, ba- back to the original point about Olympics and Simone Biles is pulling out and yeah. you talked about Osaka, you know, they talk about pressure makes diamonds, right? Yep. And you always see these very talented sports figures and you wonder like what happened to that guy? How did she not make it? They were so talented yeah. and it talent yeah. alone doesn't make it. There's obviously your physical health, but mental health, anxiety, depression and I think that we're talking about is a good thing. I mean, think about it. For the last year during COVID, nobody talked about this at least initially. Now I think it's a very out there thing. People, you talk about it all the time yeah. that everything was locked down. The gyms are locked down, parks are locked down, especially in certain states. But they kept the liquor stores open and what have you. And people are home with their pills, and it's depressing. Well,
1: listen, I, I I can I can attest to it, and I live this. Okay, and we train our bodies. And we train, you know, uh, our minds as far as we do as much research as possible. We watch film, but we really don't train like our soul, like and we don't train our mental well being. Mm-hmm. And, and matter of fact, it's the other way. They're, they train us that if you're not working hard, somebody else is outworking you. If you didn't make it, it's cause you didn't work hard enough. Mm-hmm. Regardless of the circumstances. If it's it's on you, which is really nonsensical. And I and I'll be real, you know, Pat was talking about like how I'm looking better and stuff like that. My my weight gain and all that stuff came from hating my body. It came from actively being like, you failed me. I didn't make it to the big leagues. I wasn't good enough.
4: Mm-hmm. You
1: know, screw it. I'm just going to drink. I'm going to eat. I'm going to do whatever the hell. I'm going to do everything you they said, told You said I'm not me. happy and let me double down on unhappy. Well, what happens is, is but you're not, you're not in a mental state of being able to ascertain that you're unhappy. You're like, I was repressed for the all these mm-hmm. years. I was 225, 8% body fat. I did everything they told me to do and it didn't work. So here's the question. So screw it. I'm gonna go the other way. And then what ends up happening is, is then it becomes a downward spiral where then you're constantly chasing serotonin, you're constantly chasing the endorphins. The other big thing with guys is like when you're an athlete, you're a warrior, you gotta play, you gotta get out there. You, we don't know what kind of injuries these people have. You look at Andrew Luck. Like Andrew Luck, he gave up what, 50, 60, 70 million dollars because why? He just didn't wanna take pills anymore. He woke up every morning and he was like, Man, I need to get 10 Percocets just to get to lunch. You know, and then when the game is over, when they're done with you, I can't tell you how many athletes, pitchers particularly, that they they'd get released. You know, we got so a friend. What do you do? We got so a friend do do? Zach. And then your your body doesn't say I don't I need Percocet so what do you anymore. Do? Make,
0: make give me your solution. What's your solution?
1: Solution to this is we need to destigmatize, although I hate that word, we need to destigmatize powerful people alpha people, high competitive people getting mental health treatment the same way you work on your body i, 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 can, I like that you yeah, have to work that. on your mind yeah. it should be mandatory sure. mandatory for these people to, to to get therapy once a week they, they should have mm-hmm. to do do some sort of introspective you know reactive thing where they're not being judged where they're not being graded yeah. where where you, they're not competing yeah. where it's just how right. is that not a thing
2: already but, like behind but, this like the team there's team doctors so, there's team so flip psychiatrists how's flip, that not a thing
0: flip it though yeah, what, what Did you ever have a time where you were absolutely depressed and used party and women and, you know, yeah. alcohol to kind of get over a phase of your oh, life? Yeah, yeah. You ever had that? Yes. Okay, I had that as it well. It gets worse and worse. Well, by the way, just so you know, when you say military, and when you say sports, the same thing in the military. Just so you know, military is a, there's a lot of depression in the military, yeah. a lot of pressure in the military, a lot of, they Suicide. control you. You, There's a lot of stuff that happens in the military that is, so what do we do with it? We, I, I've, in, in 18, I drank more alcohol in those uh, 28 months of being in the Army than I've drank my entire life. In that two and a half years of being in the Army, I drank more than I have my entire life. Matter of fact, I can tell you I drank more in a six-month run in the Army than I have my entire life. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just a fact on what happened. And what were we escaping? I mean, you're escaping reality is what you're doing. Anxiety, yeah. But here's here's the point. This, this, This is the part of it. This is the part of where I'm going with you. Is it like... Is it something where uh, uh, there that, that's part of the filtering process to see who has the goodies to handle the pressure? Because let me give you an idea. For myself, I run a business. Mm-hmm. I've been in sales. 2013, 2014, I tell you 100%, for, for a year plus, I had anxiety attacks every day. For a year plus. My palms would sweat. I would constantly go around this anxiety, okay? And one day, I'm coming back, I go to the hospital two o'clock in the morning, and I'm shaking. They do my testing, it was nothing. The guy's like, you're just exhausted. Mm. And he's like, seriously, you gotta take a break. You're exhausted, your body's like, put put me on IV. This happened like five, six times in my lifetime where I'm pushing too hard, and I realized, hey, a little bit, get some IVs, go back at it again, right? But I was running out of money. I can't go to my wife and tell her, we're running out of money. She just had a miscarriage. I've told everybody I'm starting a business. I'm down to my last penny. I'm about to lose another carrier. This is the most difficult phase I have nobody to talk to. You're what
2: age at this point?
0: This is, this is seven years ago, buddy. Eight years ago, 13, whatever 13 is. Eight years ago, I'm 32, Thirty-two? Uh, no, 34 years old, okay? Now, my wow. entire life I grew up poor. I don't have any money. We've never lived in a house. It's always been in an apartment complex. It's never been like, hey, look at, I don't know what, a. the first time I lived in a place with a swimming pool, apartment or house, I was 30 years old. I've never I don't know what it is to wow. have a swimming pool, right? First time about Jordan's Jays, I was 32. I I there was always this feeling of what if we lose our, What if we lose all? What if we that's the fear? Mm-hmm. You're busting your ass. Mm-hmm. You're a founder, you're the guy that's first generation money. How do you make all this stuff work? You're trying to take care of everybody, please everybody, make mm-hmm. everybody happy. And then eventually it came to a point where I tell you, my my for me, the savior was first of all, I have to elect the guy in the mirror. I have to get along with that guy. Yeah, I have to spend the rest of my life with him. Mm. I always give my best. If I give my best, I have nothing to worry about. Why would I stress that if I have something to worry about? The judgment of Christianity of perfection, I don't live by that. I live by you know, working on getting better. I'm still a Christian. I consider myself a Christian but I'm somebody that's working on developing myself. I don't expect to walk on water. That pressure that kids are raised sometimes having to walk on water without the ability to make mistakes puts so much unnecessary pressure on them. I think these are talks that more alphas openly need to have yeah. for others to say, mm-hmm. if that flipping alpha is comfortably no talking doubt. about this, th- so I agree with you on that side. But I gotta tell you the other side, Gerard. It's a filtering process, buddy. there's a there's a part of it that you know jordan talked about in the last dance he says when my dad was kicking my ass as a kid Mm -hmm. and i was being compared to my brother and i was challenged he says when you're going through that moment it's so painful yeah but you have to get through it
1: i i I don't disagree with you but i also don't think like simone biles is she she's proven herself like you know what i'm saying so simone biles if simone biles is having a, a break moment if simone biles you know the problem isn't that people and there's there's going to be people in the comments i talked about this a lot i've, I've tried to make it as open as possible to suicidal thoughts i had and everything else because i got through it and i want other people that i that i've talked to 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 feel empowered to be like all right go 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 get this work done man let's this, this save my life for real so i think what ends up happening though is the more high functioning you are pat the more you want to achieve. The less likely you are to admit that you need the help. You're not the type of person to ask for the help. You're not the type of person to be like, "Hey, man, you need some help." No, screw you, bro. I got this. I'm the man. I got this. All I need to do is work harder or do this or like. It's not. It's not about filtering out weakness. It's about being able to understand that maybe you need some help. In oh, the I moment. disagree.
0: No, no. I, I agree and I disagree. I agree in a sense that. Up until 32, 33, I exactly felt that way. I don't need your help. I got this. Let me tell you, I was a kid. When I was a kid, uh, never in my life have I gotten allowance from my mom. This is something people have to know. I have never been given allowance ever in my life. Never. Not one time. Jesus. Not one time. I've never been given allowance. Okay.
2: Can I get 20 bucks? Uh, (laughs) I I don't want to go. Now,
0: my dad, when I would see him every other week when my parents got a divorce, I'd get 10 bucks. And when mm-hmm. I would come home, she would say, "Did you get an allowance?" I said, "He gave me ten bucks." He says, "We need it as a family," so I would give it to my mom. Okay, every week, every other week, when she he would come and pick me up at Virgil's, that would be the allowance. I've never had allowance, right? So for me, that there's a word called menat. Menat. If she, you can, she really, she really was a communist. Uh, by the uh, way, your money's my
1: money. <laughs> <laughs> she is legit.
0: She, but listen, she did her best raising us as a single mother, but yep. she did have some uh, uh, some beliefs that I don't agree with. Uh, so, so for me. In that moment, as a kid, I sat there and I said, you know what? I don't ever want to owe anybody anything. You know, that whole thing about being in debt is not a virtue to be in debt where you owe somebody money. Slavery, yeah. There, there's yeah a the, part Bible of, the Bible says the borrower is the
2: slave to the lender. Exactly. So I
0: said, you know what? Screw this. So mom would go to sleep at uh, 10 o'clock. She was a 10 o'clock person. At 10.30, I acted like I'm asleep. I would go out a shopping cart in the back. I would take the shopping cart at 13, 14 years old. I would go in every single, and I'm not even kidding with you. I'd go to every trash, big trash, and I would collect two liter bottles, and I would collect cans till 2 o'clock in the morning. I'd go to Albertsons in Glendale, off of Glendale, right next to Video 2020. Back in the days, there's an IHOP right now. I don't even know if there's an IHOP. They're right off 134. I would recycle. I would make $10, 15 $20 per night, come back, go to sleep, wake up. She had no colour a few hundred dollars. Why did dollars you, you have to back.
2: hide that? That what that, that, that you making, were trying to make some money. Oh, you that, first it, of all would have been she, her money. She
0: didn't. No, no. She it wasn't that. She didn't want me to leave home or uh, late at night. She was worried because there wasn't a father figure, so she was worried I'm going to. Okay. Be, she always thought I was, it was a, a safety drug issue. Yeah, she thought I was a drug. Then I'm not the last person that was would have made a great one, but Clearly. I it was never one that uh, uh, had aspirations of. Let going me tell into you why space. you need this
1: heroin. Do you have heroin? Yeah.
0: <laughs> so
1: have but, you done the needs but, analysis? But uh.
0: the, the point is that feeling made me. Not need people, until I learned in my early 30s. If your vision is big, and you want to do something big, you have to use the word "I need your help." Mm-hmm. If you can't say the words "I need your help," your vision won't be. Well, helpful. we talk it's about tough. it all the time.
2: Where so, it says, if, you fast, no. yeah. if you want yeah. to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go as a group. Yeah. Right? go together. Yeah. yeah.
1: So and I, and and I'll tell it an anecdotal story about about the fighter, just so that people know Pat is 100. Not that they would ever think it the other way, but you're not that he's not full of shit. I sat there, and there was a conversation going on when I first came in. You don't even probably know I was listening to this. When he goes, to, when he, when Mickey goes to see Dicky in jail, and his sons are asking him, "Why is Dicky in jail?" Well, because he got caught up in drugs. Well, that makes him a bad guy. That's what the sons are saying. Well, not everybody who does does drugs is a bad guy. They make bad decisions. This is the conversation that's happening. And then uh, I think it was Dylan. It was like, "Can people who do drugs uh, can do they ever get off?" Well. You know it, it, it's hard for them but if they do you have to support them you know what I mean? and that's the conversation that's happening mm-hmm. right there I was like man that's a great con- first of all the fact that the kids at, at that young age are having a, that conversation yeah, with cool. you but I mean that you, you walk it like you talk it man and you're like look you make the they have to come back they have to be willing to come back but if, if they come back you got to be willing to, to open open up your arms as well and I think mm-hmm. that that's so that's kind of like my thing right and it, maybe this is how we put a bow on this whole thing is like I want these athletes to love America I want to root for these athletes. I want Simone Biles to be able to be like, "Man, I want to do great for this country." Like, like I want us despite our differences to be I want that big hug moment. I want to be like, "You know what, LeBron, man, you've said some things that I really disagree with." You know, I've said some things that have probably pissed you off. We we have we we're we're at odds with each other, but man, let's come back together, bro. I like watching LeBron play in that USA shirt. I, I like watching you win. I wanna mm. I wanna see you win for us, man. But I, I just we, we're so kind of divided in this moment where if you were an athlete supporting like I can only imagine for a black athlete like Simone Biles, she's getting pulled in this direction, she's getting pulled in that direction. You better kneel, you better put your fist up. Nah, you better not. Like she's like, I just wanna do flips, man. I just want to do flips. And then you got to do all the COVID protocols and all this other stuff. And she's like, if this COVID protocol stuff is for real, why am I even here? I'm halfway across mm-hmm. the, the country. I don't I don't want to die in, in Tokyo. Like, what am I doing here? But part I can of, see where it's a lot.
2: Part of it is also to to bring up what you brought up, the, the last dance with Michael Jordan. And you brought up the scene with his father and Achieving Greatness. But the, probably the most memorable scene was when he actually broke down in tears. Remember that part? Yeah. When he goes, well, some people think that I'm an asshole or think that I'm a tyrant. But I just you want to know th- that's you, yeah. Because you've never won anything before, yeah. And you know that's what I needed to do for to get my teammates to win. It's a team sport. Talking Team USA here, yeah. or whatever. Yep. And that's what I needed to do. So if you've never done it, don't come at me like that. Yeah.
1: Break. Bro, cliché as it is, they're still humans, man. Just because they look like superhumans, act like superhumans, they're still humans. Right. And, and you know, like that's, you know, I, I don't dude, I don't have an answer. We're making. There's a lot of people like Stephen A. Smith, like making a hell of a lot of money. They make a whole lot of money doing nothing but playing Monday morning quarterback on every single it's decision somebody opinions, makes, opinions. and just raising the pressure on people. I think they should have a compensation package
2: that's based on accuracy. If you're Calling 80% it, <laughs> of guys at right. CNN would be fired. Okay, same with Fox News, Pat. However, MSNBC, put them, them all on there. I, I'm talking yeah. about sports, but if you want to get politics too, yeah. slingshot you, them should, into the sun. you should have a compensation package based on accuracy and predictions. Yeah. So when Charles Barkley is like, I guarantee that the Suns are going to win that's, the finals. But, but, but to them,
0: but, but the that difference, to me, the all right, difference, well you lost. No, Barkley's entertainment. Stephen A. is not entertainment. Stephen, Stephen A. is journalism, and Stephen A. is a different story. So, for example, mm-hmm. when you're talking about a person on CNN claims they're a journalist, but they're giving their bias nonstop, it's propaganda. you're not. It's a yeah. propaganda. Yeah. Very simple is what you're doing. If a person on MSNBC claims they're they're pitching whatever they're pitching, you ain't no uh, journalist. You're a propaganda. Same goes with Fox when somebody mm-hmm. gets up there and says what they say. I so was having a conversation with uh, – um, David Harris Jr., I gave a talk a couple of days ago in, where was I at? Where was that? Uh, where, where was I at? Dallas. Dallas. I gave a talk in Dallas for this uh, guy who is running this uh, event called 8% Nation Cody. I had a chance to meet him, his wife, his family, liked him a lot, a lot. And, and he had this partner, 6'9 guy. You can tell there was a lot of strong values there. David Harris Jr. sent me a message, hey, you're in Dallas as I am. I said, come down. He comes down, we start talking, hang out on the back. It's me, himself, Matt Cepala, Curtis Eatman, Mario, Samville. We're sitting there having a conversation together. And uh, he says, hey, why do you think uh, Sean Hannity gave that vaccination message at the end mm-hmm. on Fox the other day? I said, uh, what do you mean? He says, you think it's, uh, you know, Murdoch? You think it's Fox? I said, I said, there's only one person that can make Hannity give a message of vaccination on TV. Trump. Only one person. And his wife, Tony and his boss. It is only Trump. Donald Trump. Yeah. Okay. And the only reason that message is being said is because the world maybe doesn't know that the, in April, Trump and his wife got the COVID vaccine quietly they went and got it done so hannity mm-hmm. is given that message and i said this is my speculation i may be wrong my speculation is the fact that trump is already strategizing his run and he's already starting a campaign and the one thing he doesn't want the left to hold over him is the fact that he's an anti-vax community representing conservatives and he has to start off by the biggest people on the right such as hannity to start saying, if you think it's good, go take it. Just make sure you talk to the experts, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, right now, I'm 99% chance Trump is running. There's no question. I'm not at 100. Guys. Yeah, I'm not at uh, 100. What 100. else is he Donor's doing? I'm that. not at 100% is because of a, a couple of the things that you know I was uh, told, but uh, 99% I think he's How winning. old is so, he going to be? He's
2: going to be like what? 77? 77 Yeah He'll be 77 a couple years younger, years younger than Biden now, Who's David Harris Jr. by the way?
0: David Harris Jr. is a guy That's a black conservative uh, One of these guys That's got a few hundred million very, views Very, very popular Incredible uh, media. Incredible communicator yeah. Incredible communicator And got a great story Married 27 years Family guy Beautiful family Two beautiful I mean just a beautiful family He's got there. Married
2: 27 years How old is he?
0: He's 46 Yeah Married twenty seven. Okay, David. Harris. You, you guys. Yeah. Take it easy. How long was
2: your marriage? Couple, couple minutes. <laughs> so, so anyway, couple, so couple let's. Uh, you guys want to get Harris. into a couple of the stories? Let's, let's get do into it, a couple man. of the stories. Since sure. we already
0: touched up all Olympics, why don't we get into it? Sure. Tokyo Olympics opening draws, sixteen point seven million U.S. TV viewers, thirty three year low. That's pretty low, by the way, to say thirty three year low. That's a long time. NBC broadcasted Tokyo Olympics. Opening uh, ceremony drew only 16.7 million viewers, the smallest U.S. television audience for the last 33 years. Uh, uh, it declined 37 percent from 2016, when 26.5 million people watched the Rio de Janeiro Games opening, and 59 percent down from 2012, when 40.7 million people watched the London ceremony. It was the lowest audience for the opening since 1988 Seoul Games, which attracted 22.7 million TV viewers. NBC Universal, which paid 7.65 billion dollars to extend its U.S. broadcast rights for the Olympics through 2032, plans to air an unprecedented seven hours of Olympic coverage across uh, multiple television networks and Peacock streaming services, Oops. is what they're saying. So uh, what are your thoughts about that for being now, What is the reason for it? When you watch some of these matches, there's nobody in the audience. Is it because of COVID? Is it a lack of interest? Is it <laughs> You're no saying attendance? you
1: Japan yeah. Uh, why are, COVID. Why is
0: the TV viewership in U.S. so low?
1: Well, you know, they say when you lose one sense the other senses get you know stronger if you lose your sense of sight your sense of of hearing gets stronger. Well, when the rich lost their sense of humor, their their sense of self-importance got stronger. And this is just nonstop preaching. It's not. There's nothing fun about any of this. Have you watched any of this? There's nothing fun. There's no more fun in sports. There's no more fun in television. Like even in the even in the NFL draft. Did you watch the NFL draft? It was not what this kid did in college. It was well, he comes from the poorest neighborhood in the poorest state, and his mother had 18 jobs a day, and it's. it's Okay, you can root for this kid. He's not one of these rich kids. It's okay. It's it's okay. He's gonna be a multimillionaire in the NFL. They're doing the same thing. They're like, I don't care how bad everybody had it. I care. Are you awesome at your sport? I I I came here to see excellence. I came Mm -hmm. here to see absolute the pinnacle of human achievement, and politics have just infiltrated this entire thing. There are 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 judokas. Like my my father was an Olympic alternate in judo. I watched judo. All right, I like judo. I was a judoka and these dudes won't fight the Israeli champion. They won't. They're literally pulling out of the Olympics because they refuse, for political reasons, to get in the ring. I won't. I won't touch that no Israeli. Country. It was uh, the first one was I think I don't. I don't want to get it wrong. I believe it was Azerbaijan and Algeria. Are those the two? I don't want to get it wrong. But they they literally pulled out because they they wouldn't stand on the same mat with an Israeli. And the, the whole point—the whole point of the Olympics, by the way, for people that know the history of the Olympics—it came together as the. It was the original United Nations in Greece. There were so many warring city states that they were like, "Look, instead of us killing tens of thousands of each other like every year, why don't we just have these games and we'll wrestle naked and we'll meet each other, have some wine? That's and it'll what be cool."
0: Needs to be told, what you just did is what needs to mm-hmm. be told. What you just said is what needs to be told. The wrestling yeah. naked part. No, that's yeah. the part. That's no, a, no, no, no. It's, it's what, just a lot of eye, eye contact. The coming together what, yeah. part, yes. What, no, What? Ne- no, no. not the eye coming contact. together part. What needs to be told is when a marriage is in a bad place, you have to remind them why did you guys date in the first place? Mm-hmm. What brought you guys together? There is a right before divorce, that's a conversation. America needs to know history of why Olympics is the Olympics. So is this one you're talking about? A, a uh, second judoka pulls out of the Olympics and a parent move to avoid... Facing Israeli Sudan's Mohammed uh, Abdallah Sul skips bout with Tohar Batpul, who wins next fight uh, but loses medal chance later. Athlete is a no show despite. Khartoum signing Abraham Accords with Israel. Second, I'm going to go a little lower. Suspended for doing the same. But ball was listed as no competitor in the list. going to 73. Cameron Olympic officials didn't show up to Facebook in their route despite weighing in the bout. Early International Judo Federation didn't immediately announce the reason
2: if i in give anybody response. Okay, so, you know, Here's again, my question. Yeah. Is that his decision or are there people behind the That's scenes a good point. pulling strings? That's being a good like point. That's a good question. There's no way we can have one of our athletes lose to an Israeli or even You're fight right. the Israeli, so it's not a good look for us, so You're we're right. gonna make a political stance here, and we're not gonna fight. This guy's been training his whole life, now
1: he's about to win the gold, Or like, sorry buddy, have a seat, what? But take that, exactly what you said mm-hmm. is right, now extrapolate that out. Right, you think you think multiple multiple sports. Yeah, like do you think LeBron James is coming up with like with Minister Farrakhan's words on his own, or do you think somebody from the Nation of Islam is like, you know what? You should say something like this. Like these people have infiltrated the highest Mm -hmm. levels of our culture. You think Simone Biles is backing out because the the, you know, the gymnastics aspect of this is the pressure Mm -hmm. she can't handle? Of course it's not. She's the best gymnast possibly of all time. This is second hat to her. It's probably what she loves more than anything in the world. The pressure of being pulled in different directions by these incredibly powerful people people is what she's going like, you know what? Screw it. I'm not here to be your mascot. I'm not here yeah. to be the mascot of your social action. I'm not here to be the mascot of this side or that side. I just want to perform. And these dudes out here, they, they, they again, four years of competition mm-hmm. to get to the highest level, and now you have somebody, and because of political differences, yes. you're not going to compete? Well, but, well, but let why, me say, let why, me say why one is, thing. Why
0: oh. is, guys, why is viewership down? Why is viewership in U.S. down?
1: That's I, Look, I think a part
2: of it is... You know, people just, like you said about the NBA, why was the viewership viewership up? They took all the political stuff away from it. They said, listen, just come here and enjoy sports, right? I think that's obviously a factor here in the Olympics. And I think also a part of it, we all feel for the athletes. We're all rooting for the athletes. Sure. I think lingering, maybe this is for me, this is my opinion. I'm not that interested in the Olympics for whatever reason, because I think that the committees and whoever's putting everything together is just corrupt. When I think of the Olympics, I think Stop of corruption. Oh my I do. Gosh. How do these countries get it? Oh they build. Listen, you hear these stories mm-hmm. about China building these ridiculous stadiums, and then after the Olympics, they're gone. They, they don't even the use them anymore. The average
0: person in America is not watching Olympics because they think the judges are I, corrupt. I, 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 didn't say,
2: r- I didn't say judges. I, agree, I said I agree the with overall th- Olympic committees. The selection, the way that they pick the cities, what does that have the to do doping. With I'm just. Occam's Accom,
1: si- razor. I just think it's not fun anymore. They don't know how to create fun yeah. products. So so I don't. Know. I don't. Know. I have my. Okay. You don't so, think the so Olympics have, is what, corrupt guys, at all?
0: Uh, uh, the audience. By the way, I want actually hear you guys. Why do you? Uh, Kai, why do you think? I want to know if you guys. Do you guys have any opinions on this or not at all? It has to be. If you haven't. If it's different than what they said, say it. If not.
3: I have. I have one. I think um, a big one is obviously what you guys have mentioned uh, in terms of that. Second one is the fact that. Whole last year is it happening? Is it not? Oh shit, it happens tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Wait, it actually started. Okay, so okay, I think that so is a big go. part. Oh, so, scheduling, yes, okay, I think yeah. scheduling, not enough good marketing, yes, fair and just confusion okay. of like because I saw I'll articles still the week of it could still be canceled. Like, all right, is it going on? Is it not? Fair. Other part, yep. second part, which also I think is a big part, uh, they're current, Japan is currently 13 hours ahead, so. The schedule they're competing in the middle of the night so yeah but china was the same yeah that's not as yeah. big but i think the biggest one is the fact yeah. that they were uh like is it happening is it being canceled is okay it what do you guys like think that? anything different or no david
2: uh i just yeah i never
3: really had much interest in the olympics i think it's a historic event so then it's
0: a no-brainer for you like it's a yeah. no, non-issue for
1: you like who cares
3: okay yeah, even the soccer let me, let
2: me i will say you, as it gets down to more of the finals yeah viewership's gonna go the kabuki theater does bother me too the kabuki
1: theater bothers me where it's like okay everybody's wearing a mask but then the mask is down over here and then now they got to go compete face to face with each other it's like it's it's just too much like safety theater for me i just I, i don't feel like i'm watching a competition i feel like i'm watching propaganda i'm trying to see if that's how the
0: average viewer feels the way you do so there is how i feel there's how you feel then there's the average American that's, like, just not watching. it. Why? So you're saying because of the committee. You're saying because of the, you know, it's not fun anymore. It's just too politicized. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I'm going to read you this story here. You tell me if there's this angle here that could be taking place. So mm-hmm. go to page 8. If you go to page 8, all the way at the bottom on page 8, okay? Americans' optimism about countries' direction over the next year drops nearly 20 points since May. In May, a little more than a third were pessimistic. Now it's a majority. 55% are pessimistic versus a third. As Biden completes his first 100 days in office, the country is optimistic about the country's coming year. But now, just after hitting six-month mark, America's optimism about the direction country has plummeted nearly 20 points. A new ABC poll... Finds. The decline in optimism has occurred across the broad uh, amongst Democrats, Republicans, and independents. Optimism is down 20 points amongst Democrats and Republicans, down 26 points amongst independents. So this isn't a Republican hit piece on Biden. This is left, right, center. It is... It likely reflects the growing concerns that lockdown could be reinstated. Already vaccinated Americans could near bo- bo- booster shot as a highly contagious Delta variant now is estimated to account for 83% of all new coronavirus cases in the United States. Fewer than 4 in 10 Americans approve of the president's handling of the immigra- immigration and the situation at the U.S.-Mexico border crime and gun violence. Okay, um, I don't know. Do, do, does somebody care to watch somebody... Win if you no longer have pride in them? Mm. I don't know. I I don't have pride in the Lakers because of what they keep talking about. So guess Mm. what I did? I I could care less about watching. You know how I may be one of the biggest Laker fans in the world. I really could I have no pride in watching anything the Lakers are doing. Has the American, the basic American citizen, not not the – I'm talking about the – which is most America. Has a basic American citizen just sat there and said, honestly – Listen, man, I don't know if I love America like I used to. You guys don't even talk about this, the greatest country in the world. I'm watching the news. More articles coming out whether America is the greatest country anymore or not. You're st- so you know the power affirmations. We talked about this on the tour. Do you know the Jane Elliott story, uh, uh, the, perf- the teacher, third-grade teacher in 1964, what she did? No. Okay, do you know the Jane Elliott story, Kai, or no? The Jane Elliott story. Let me tell you the Jane Elliott story. Pull up the Jane Elliott story. Martin Luther King dies. Okay, Martin Luther King dies. Day after Martin Luther King dies, this teacher named Jane Elliott does an exercise with her third graders. Here's what she does, okay? She goes and she says, day one, she says, uh, students, uh, major research just came, and I want to give you guys the research here. What's the research, teacher? What's the research, teacher? Here's the research. Um, research has shown that blue-eyed people are smarter stronger, and have better privileges and deserve a better life than brown-eyed people.
2: Oh, my goodness.
0: And the student's are like, what? It's like, yep. Blue-eyed people are smarter, stronger, and are more privileged than brown-eyed people. The students are going, on, third grade. It's not like it's college or high school. It's third. Yeah, third grade. So, where's this going? Oh, my gosh. Eight years old. So all of a sudden, one of the blue-eyed kids is talking to the brown-eyed kid and is asking a question about math. And the brown-eyed kid gets the answer wrong. Or whatever the fo- question he was asking. Yeah. And the blue-eyed kid says, oh, you're brown-eyed. Oh, my Makes God. Makes sense. Okay? So the brown-eyed kid comes and pushes, shoves the blue-eyed kid, and a fight breaks out, right? So the teacher says, it's okay. We're done today. You guys go home. We'll come back tomorrow. Tomorrow she, everybody comes to school, and the teacher says, I made a mistake. Research came back, and they said it's actually the brown-eyed kids that are smarter, stronger, and more privileged than the blue-eyed people. And it's true. I'm sorry, my apologies. I made the mistake. Brown-eyed kids are smarter, stronger, and more privileged than blue-eyed kids. And everybody's like, what? The blue-eyed kids are devastated, heartbroken. And the brown-eyed kids are like, I told you, (laughs) part of the brown-eyed community. right? And then all of a sudden, a debate starts taking place, and they're going back and forth, kids. And one of the brown-eyed kids says, you're a bluey. You don't know what you're talking about. So the word bluey gets labeled with blue-eyed kids. And the next day, 3 days later, the teacher comes out and says, "Kids, I've lied. neither blue-eyed or brown-eyed people have any privileges. You're messing with you're my head, not, teacher." You're not yeah. stronger, you're not smarter. Thank you very much, you're <laughs> not nobody cares. You have to go earn your privileges. You have to go earn yeah. all of that Good stuff. Good for her. If she would have done that today, she'd be in jail by the way. But she by the way, she did this a day after MLK assassination. Yeah. Think about wow. the optics and the timing of how brave this teacher very, was to do this. Think yeah. about the anxiety
2: levels in the country. That's a yeah. true yeah. education. But what I'm trying yeah. to go ahead, Kai.
3: Yeah, but also the other thing is this was done in like the far north. So there was the racial yeah. disparity. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah the but this is Iowa. coming from a bluey, bro. And
3: she would also tell them when they were fighting, like, oh, it's because he's a bluey. So she'd feed into that. She was the
1: original fake news. they would allow her to do it. She was doing this. Obviously she validated
0: what Republicans and Democrats and the mainstream media is doing yeah, today. Mm-hmm. She validated the point. So you know what happens here? Here's a point. Why are you going to love America? What do I love? What is America mm-hmm. to love today? What, what, what is it? When you, when you ask somebody, like I ask the question, do you love America? You yeah, ask a regular person. Like, you know what? How, you know how to go in the streets? Mm-hmm. You know what? Next I should do that. I should you know what you should do? I that. want you yeah. to do that. Okay. I will. I want you to go and say, do you love America? Okay. And let them say. Set it up. Okay, <laughs> you guys go into Miami. Yeah. Do you love America? And they say what? Yes or no. No matter what they say, guess what the next question is?
2: Mm-hmm. Why?
1: Yeah, okay. No, That's I hate good. America. Why? I and love America. Why? See, see who's traveled and who has Yeah. Because I'll tell you, Anthony Bourdain, you know, had a great, great quote and said, like, to, to know America is to love her. And it's the truth, man. Like, okay. I, you, we've all traveled. We've yeah. all been very lucky to have traveled this whole country. And there's no way that you could travel this country and, and just not be like, man, this is a great place. This is a great place full of great people, and it's not perfect, but it's great, and it's trying to be better, and we're going through growing pains, mm-hmm. and, and that's why I probably, you know, I hate the commies more than anything else, because, you know, especially the upper middle class is like, it's not perfect, burn it down, and it's like, bro, we're doing pretty good here. We're not perfect, but we're trying. And every, every person you meet, almost every person, outside of an incredibly small outlier, wants them and their neighbors and their neighbors families to be successful Mm -hmm. and one of the, 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 the great things about covid that never gets talked about is every single person with no questions asked really almost almost every human being was willing to shut down their business, was willing to shutter themselves in their house, was willing to shut down their lives completely because they thought it would make their community safer. Now, as time wore on, and it was six months, eight months, ten months, and there was a ton of mixed messages, and then we realized, okay, there's there's political motivations behind mm-hmm. this, you started getting serious pushback, as you should have. I was ready to throw the tea in the harbor, and I, I was waiting for the Boog Boys to, to come with me. But the in the beginning, every single one of us really showed... Our love for country and nation. I believe that. We showed our love for community. The first few months. You're because saying. we shut it what down do we, yeah. because we, we wanted to keep each other Six safe. Six weeks, guys. Six weeks. Yeah, 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 yeah. 15 days to flatten the curve, right? So, part of this anxiety that I feel and that a lot of people feel is we were lied to. Now, I feel like I love the country. I hate our government. And I, I'm able to make those two, that I'm able to distinguish between the two. Mm-hmm. I hate our federal government with every fiber of my being i hate our federal government but i love the people of the united states of america explain the two so so explain what part of the government you hate i hate the federal government i hate what our federal government has become i hate the 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 uh the panopticon that we're living in i hate the 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 security state that we've given our lives to i I think uh you know people have been saying this for 20 years and they've been we've been waiting and waiting we are seeing the ramifications of the Patriot Act. We are seeing today, we are living in the fallout from the Patriot Act. We are living in the fallout from Bush, Cheney, Rumsfeld, and the, the, it, the way that our life is being infringed upon, and now the, 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 the elites, the quote-unquote elites, they are saying the quiet parts out loud. And this Ivy League cabal of you know the, the entrenched powers that are always going to be in power, um, you know, the, the fact that, that they're so beholden, they look, we, I said it and I've said it before and it, and maybe it sounds salacious, but this is the truth. And I believe it to be the truth. They had a chance to choose between the United States and China and they chose China. And that's just the truth of it. They did not choose us. They have not chose their citizens. They have not chose the, the, the people down here at, at the ground floor. You saw it in Washington DC over the weekend when they erased Cuba Libre off the street, they erased it off the street. These are people fighting tyranny, real tyranny, real tyranny, and they erased it off the street because it was going to incite hatred. Can you pull that up, Kai? But any, any communist fist, whether it's Black Lives Matter or not, forget the Black Lives Matter, it's the communist fist, that commie fist is going to stay on the D.C. streets forever. Interesting. Rodolfo Ramirez just said, "If you don't hate the government, you have you haven't worked for the government." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> government. If you funny, don't think the government's lying, to you, you're just not paying attention. It's funny that you guys. talk about hating the government. I, I have a
2: note here because we have a couple stories on Cuba, a couple stories on Iran, obviously China, and I said it's important to remember the people are not the governments Go back. of these countries. And you we talk, we're gonna, I'm sure we're going to talk about what's going on in Iran. We're talking about Cuba. The people are the people. The government are not the people. Like we talked about with General Spaulding that what six percent of China is part of the CCP. So I hear you on that. Um, so as a the Democrat, that's do the you, as a Democrat, plus do you think so we can
1: get bigger time, Do you think our plus? government represents us, the people, right now? Do you think our federal government, I this administration, obviously represents the people?
2: If you if you look at the approval ratings for what's going on in Congress, it's disastrously low and it's getting lower. So mm. no, I think I think, you know.
1: Going, I mean, Trump was the fascist. Trump was the dictator. But now we have people saying they're going to go door to door, kick down your door, yeah, drag that's you all, by. That's all rhetoric. Until no, no, no. That, this is, this is Cuomo yesterday. Law. Andrew Cuomo in that's New your York state, yesterday. That's your
2: state. That's your Andrew people. Cuomo, I don't know anything about that. Andrew Florida, Cuomo. That's not happening. You can, wait,
0: you can wait, wait, wait. Google Actually, it. Actually pull that up. Are you, see, you haven't seen what Cuomo said yesterday? He will, the the he, he, said? he will kick down, see down the door. Did you hear what he said? He will kick down the door, put you in a car, and get you jabbed yeah, in there, your arm. You go. That's good.
2: Okay, let's see what Cuomo has to say. No, so,
0: no, it's an hour and 18 minutes. You need to find one that's like 30 seconds or something This is a guy who
2: was a leading candidate for the next president. was going to be the president, yeah.
1: So watch what he says. Yeah, there you go. We're We're talking about people that are reading our text messages, reading our emails. They're going to come Mm -hmm. to our house and and, and, hit us with experimental medication. The Patriot Act happened
2: right after 9-11, and there was overreach, obviously, because there was shock and disgust for what happened in 9-11. And then just like we learned about with taxes when Pat did his tax episode, it's just temporary. Mm -hmm. It's just temporary. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. what happens with the taxes, Pat? It keeps going and keeps going. And then and I guess this they don't is my, stop.
1: my issue why I keep picking on Democrats specifically, especially in my family, is I know a lot of Republicans. Who left the Republican Party and became libertarians, or just became independents, or flat out never, or or they're called rhinos now because they said that this Patriot Act is bullshit. We should never be in Iran. We should not. We uh, we should never be in Afghanistan. We should never be in Iraq. Right off the bat, they said this this Rumsfeld Cheney stuff is nonsense. Mm-hmm. All right, and now I think he died recently. He yeah, Rumsfeld, he did. Like which a couple you know, of weeks ago. Yeah, not not that I dance on anybody's grave, but the world's a better place without Donald Rumsfeld. That's for sure. So, and I'm, I don't even feel controversial saying that we should have slingshot him into the sun years ago, but the the Cheney faction is now the Biden faction, and that's never admitted by Democrats. It's never admitted well, it's that the those guys—that's right? the establishment. establishment. It's the establishment, man. Mm-hmm. So when when we talk about the, the, do they have our best look? I I, I ascribe to something that that's a pretty—you um, <laughs> like to talk about my extremist views of of freedom and letting people be a volunteer society, but I I, I do believe we are tribal people. I believe we're naturally tribal, that's why I think it's so important for us to promote individualism and Ayn Rand and to promote the, in, the, the beauty of the, of the individual because we are tribal, we're naturally tribal, but that being said, we are always looking for a chief, we're always looking for a tribal chief. I ascribe to what's called the great man theory. It could be a woman, it could be a man, but we need, more than ever in, in my lifetime, I cannot think of a time that we were more devoid of leadership, that we did not have somebody that we can look to and say, you know what, th- this is somebody that knows well, what you're doing. Well,
2: you had your boy Donald Trump for four years. It was that my
1: He's boy? It was not my boy. Donald, He's Trump, not? Donald Trump was not Since my when? boy. Did I vote for Donald Trump in 2016? I don't know. I'm asking you. Did I vote Donald Trump in uh, 2012? Not, oh, well, no, 2016 that I voted for Trump? I voted for Donald Trump in 2020 right. because this this walking, talking zombie that is, you know, weekend at Bernie's Biden that they keep propping up. I when mean, we saw the strings the other yeah. Day. yeah I mean, how, how long until uh, Kamala Harris finishes off the job here, man? But I mean, the listen, I didn't I didn't mind what Trump did. I I, I really, 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 really loathe the tactics the Democrats did. To, to gain power in 2020. The fact that, you know, just the lying, the gaslighting, talking about the insurgency after they burnt down the country for a summer, it's nonsensical. It's nonsensical, all right? And if we're not able to live – that's, again, I'm going to say it for the third podcast in a row. That's why I love Russell Brand. Bill Maher had another great one this weekend that the left refuses to ever admit progress. Uh, you know, Rogan – like these guys who are on the left are saying uh, – enough mm-hmm. enough already and that's that's it's got to come from there can't come from the outside i agree with you on that i say that every show
2: that it needs to come from inside like the, where's the phone call coming from inside the house yeah it's exactly what it is
0: let's talk about what happened with the nfl it's it's a bit of a strange story here mm-hmm. and, and extreme at the highest level and i to find Unvaccinated players, fourteen thousand six hundred fifty dollars for any violation of COVID nineteen protocols. This is an ESPN story spotlight was put on the punishment after a report that Tampa Bay Buccaneers co- coach Bruce Arians would fine a player fourteen thousand dollars on the spot every time he isn't wearing a mask or is breaking a protocol. This led to some spe- uh, to speculate that Arians was insinuating instituting the, this fine as his own personal rule. NFL policy, Arians told ESPN in a text text message. League rules, league spokesperson Brian McCarthy confirmed to ESPN that Arians was correct in his understanding of the NFL's rule. Arians said the Bucks will have close to 85% of players fully vaccinated by final cutdowns. Some players have voiced resistance to the vaccine, however. DeAndre Hopkins, we all know what he said. He says he doesn't want to do it. He took his tweet tweet down, then he put freedom, then he said Niners in the NFL. Then a Minnesota Vikings assistant coach just said, I'm done. I'm not doing this. The I'm not taking the best offensive line s- coach in the NFL. The best offensive line coach in the we NFL talked about said, I'm Cole done. Cole
2: Beasley the other day.
0: But if you can bring up, Kai, I, I-, I wish this had a little bit more details about NFL's guidelines. Mm-hmm. Because the way this works is, if because of you, they have to suspend or cancel a game, you will Orphan. take the L. You'll get a loss. But they will take money of salary mm-hmm. of all players involved in that game, your team and their team away, yeah. period. So mm-hmm. meaning if you're expected to make $800,000 that game, it's gone. Yeah. So it's, you're only playing 16 games. That money, 18 games this year, that money is gone, right? So NFL's uh, obviously made it a point that they're going extremely uh, uh Extreme measures with this. Whether this, by the way, Fauci comes out and Fauci, they ask him. They say, "What do you think about what the NFL is doing?" He says, "Well, the NFL is making it very obvious that they're sending a strong message to the players that they better take the vaccine seriously." <laughs> is what he said. So now the question becomes: One, is that the right way to approach this? And two, will NBA, NHL, and MLB follow? I
2: what don't do you- know. I don't know about the other sports, but let me address this. Isn't uh, we talked about Bruce Arians because yeah. you know he's the head coach of the Tampa Bay Bucks. They won the Super Bowl. This is not a Bruce Arians story, Kai. If you scroll up. This is a hundred percent. This guy right here, Roger Goodell. Like if you talk about the main sports in the United States and you ask people what sport is most concerned about the money, most people would say the NFL. Mm-hmm. I like, I feel like the NFL is just a cash grab. All they care about is the money. this is a, just follow the money. So this is not a safety issue. I mean, for the most part, obviously it is a little bit, this isn't a COVID thing. This is a don't fuck with our money. And if you and your opinions get in the way of our multi-billion dollar industry, we're going to take that money out of your pocket, fill in the blank. So the NFL, you know, they say it stands for not for long. long. If you want to do your own thing and get in the way of our money, you won't be having money not for long. Mm -hmm. So this is just a FTM follow the money thing. And Roger Goodell, he runs this with a tight ship. And I think this is a straight up just a money grab. And they don't want any individual... Cole Beasley, DeAndre Hopkins, Bruce Arians, who cares to get in the way of their billion dollar industry. Look,
1: we quite we, simple. We have a few, uh we got a few NFL players that that follow this. Shout out to you guys that follow this podcast. Love you guys. Appreciate you guys listening. Hit us in the DMs and stuff like that. Gave us some good insight on this, man. Really, really shout out to y'all. But my biggest takeaway from them wasn't even the, this is the societal thing right like the, what whether, whether you're gonna bend the knee and, and do what your what your business and your boss tell you to do or you're gonna like this is a fight. this is an obedience test more than anything else. What they're mad about isn't necessarily the the what the league is doing. They're so mad at the NFLPA. They think the NFLPA is so useless at defending them at fighting the NFL. They think the the NFLPA and DeMarie Smith who runs it are so so useless. They're so bad at their job. So, Pat, if you were running the NFLPA, if you were running the 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 labor side of this NFL partnership, all right? And you represented 800 players against 32 owners, how would you handle this situation? So, first of all, I think the NFL is so tied
0: to uh, having to please the government. Uh, I think it's tied to it because to take a position like this, this is a very extreme position to take. Like this is almost worse than a position the government has taking. Mm. Like l- let me kind of give you an example of what this means. So this means if I were – let's bring it to a regular job. Forget sports. Bring you to a job. So if you work at a company and you went to Chipotle, you came back, you got COVID from a guy at Chipotle that maybe wasn't quarantining. You come to the office, 17 people end up getting COVID from you. You have to go to the house for two weeks and can't work for two weeks. That means the company is taking away your salary for two weeks. And the other 12, uh, 14, you know, however many people that got COVID as well for two weeks, and suspending you and fining them for you being irresponsible, everybody else also takes a hit. That's what, that's what this is essentially about. So if you bring it to a company, that's what this is. So you mean to tell me you're going to dictate my uh, uh, unpaid salary? I, this is so extreme, it's concerning to me. So the position again goes back to why I have a hard time with the product at the NBA until this playoffs. When I saw the playoff run, when LeBron was out, when I saw KD is out, Kyrie is out, I'm like, okay. Hopefully Giannis is not gonna bring in politics. Hopefully Booker's just gonna play ball. Hopefully Trey Young is not already, you know, as a twenty-two year old guy, he's not yet ingrained with you better or else. And it was a great playoff series that we got a chance to watch, yeah. right? There wasn't any part of it. But I think the direction they're going right now is you have one choice. You either have to be pro vaccine, or if you're not, you're gonna pay fine fine for it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's like the NFL is being a doctor. All of a sudden, yeah. That's as if the but NFL why do you is saying
2: think they're doing it. Well, well real again, quick. Again, it
0: went back to the government because okay. you want to be aligned with the government because the last thing you want is sanctions, regulation, additional things that the government may come. Look, think about it this way: who? So does this the, isn't a big money. L- thing. Let me, let me, guys, let me simplify. Let, let's let's play the conspiracy game. Can we play it?
2: Let's just let's just our favorite game. Let's
0: Literally play the conspiracy game. Let's play the conspiracy game. You ready for a conspiracy game? Okay, every industry has something they fear that can put them out of business, okay? Mm -hmm. All right, so, for example, what does China fear? Does China want uh, Elon Musk to go out there in the satellite and create free Internet for everybody? Does any communistic nation want free Internet for all their people? China wants control. We know that. Do you think Iran wants free Internet for all their people where people (laughs) can go on YouTube and Facebook? No. No Okay. So go think about what uh, the DNC fears, What does uh, the the RNC fear? Okay. What does uh, Trump fear? What does Biden fear? What does Obama fear? What does, you know, Jelaine Maxwell fear? What does everybody fear? What is the number one fear on NFL's mind? Number one fear on NFL's mind.
2: Up until COVID, it was concussions. Concussions. For
0: sure. Exactly. So go to concussions. So when concussions, a movie came out by uh, Will uh, Smith, Smith, it got everybody thinking about it, right? Mm -hmm. Do you know how many parents Jennifer doesn't want Dylan to play football? Stop playing playing football. So so the the product of football is sitting there saying, this cannot get serious long-term. Because if it does, guess what? The ramifications to the game, to the product of football, could be big. Who is the only organization that can treat the NFL the way they treat Facebook, Google, YouTube, all of those guys? The federal government. The federal government. if the federal government targets the NFL and says, hey, uh, NFL, Roger Goodell, just want to let you know we're not threatening or anything, but Mm -hmm. we just want you to be a good vaccine citizen. And because we want to make sure that story of concussions doesn't yeah. come back up, we're going to help, we're going to protect uh, you. Yeah. That's, that's the, now, nah, again, gotcha. hey, I Roger, told you, what are your
1: thoughts on predator drones?
0: By the way, yeah. this is just <laughs> a game we just played. Yeah. But you can take this game and think the next question you got to ask yourself was the following. You know what the yeah. next qu- question you ask yourself? Here's the next question you got to ask yourself. Here's the next question you got to ask yourself. And by the way, if you're watching this, I'm actually curious to know what you say about this. Zero to 100, give me a percentage. What percentage do you say? That conversation has been had.
4: Oh, what one, percentage? 1,000? So, what's the what's The, the percentage is, listen, saying Someone we'll from help the you. government calls Goodell. We,
0: like, you know, like you know John Perkins who was the economic hitman that goes to other countries saying, yeah. you better allow us to build over here and take the oil or else we're going to ruin your economy because we have ways of doing it. That was his job. And he was saying, I dare you to play against us. We don't play nice. Yeah. I'm the guy that's coming telling you this. Do you think there's somebody like that that went to the NFL and said, if you do anything that's anti-vax, we're gonna bring you down in ways. Zero to a hundred. Zero to 100. <laughs> a hundred. Give me a percentage. A
2: thousand? I, I, it's actually higher than uh, the conspiracy uh, typical thing. What would do you actually think it be. is?
0: Give me a percentage. I,
2: I would say there's a higher than fifty percent chance. That I'd conversation say 80% has that. Chance.
0: I'm gonna say it's thirty okay. percent. I'm actually not even going there. Wow. I'm not. I'm not a hundred. I'm not. I'm yeah. not at all about You're thirty. Ten thousand percent. Yeah. <laughs> all I'm saying to you is I'm speculating yeah. that that because the only way a person again Hannity all of a sudden made an extreme extreme mm-hmm. position which is what you should go get the vaccine to protect your family what are you talking about nfl just made an extreme mm-hmm. position yeah. who who you fear to make an extreme position like that i don't know about that you know so for me you know the moment, Ilan so what
2: can the government dangle over them? You want this little concussion uh, what, thing no, to come it's, back it's out it's not again, about that, buddy? buddy. What, let what
1: is me, it? Are you kidding me? Do you know how much money think, they get from the DOJ? Do 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 the DOJ do is their biggest advertiser? Do you do do think do it's a DoD? I'm sorry, the DoD is their biggest advertiser. Department do of Defense. Yeah. advertiser.
2: Yeah. Oh, the jets flying over every game, everything. Do you? Do you? I don't. I don't even think
0: that's what it is, way. I don't even think it's a DoD part. Do you? Do you think? What, what's a look every time we watch TV and we see Mark Zuckerberg, they're answering questions to congressmen. Is that a good look for him? It's Do you think a it's good a good look. look when you see the CEO of yeah. Google there or CEO of Twitter you're there? You're saying, Jack hey, Goodell,
2: you don't want to come in front of us ever again, right? If
0: uh, you, you, they're going to say, if you want to be sitting in front yeah. of Congress grilling you about what you're right. doing about concussions 24-7, we will make your life a living hell That's like, like when for Congress went
2: after
1: baseball okay, for steroids. Okay, so, yeah. so, and so I get, get that on Goodell's part. I'm going back to the NFLPA. Where are they at here? Like okay, they they can do that all they want. Cadell can do what that do all they mean, want. What do you mean we're our NFL player? What are you talking? They got to be on the pl- they got to be on the side of the player. It, Gerard, dude, stop. do you know th- Dude just DM'd me. Dude just DM'd me. Yes. I'm not gonna say who he is. 11-year NFL player, all right? Says we have to sign away our HIPAA our HIPAA rights when we go to the combine. So we're not allowed to we're not allowed to 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 have any to sort of medical my privacy. Well, they, he said it's because of gambling. So if I have a broken leg, yeah. the, whole, the whole world gets to know I have a broken leg, and the other team yeah. can target my leg. Right, they have I'm to not have an injury report. I'm right. not allowed privacy. No,
0: you asked me a question about players' association. Yeah. Why would, here's my reason for players' association. What the hell are you talking about? The bigger the contract I get is the more money you're making. The bigger the product NFL makes, the bigger the money. So NFLPA, you want to make more money? The, you you got to make sure we but don't get You should be
1: holding to your players, aren't you? There's a lot of players that are saying,
0: yeah. I, I've got enough money. You actually think that's how this thing works when they're sitting there? You, you actually think NFLPA is sitting there only thinking about the health of... They're going to sit
1: there and they're going to say the following. What if per- it's not, they need new people in the NFLPA.
0: Well, they need new people in every... P- p- most positions, they need new people. we got people in the government that's sitting there making decisions for others that they're not making decisions for others. They're making decisions for their re-election. That's all they're thinking about. Mm-hmm. How many people do you have that's under their 20th term? I mean, obviously, I'm being sarcastic 20th term, but you get what I'm saying. When there are people that are just going on their term, they're not doing it for the people. All I'm saying to you is money's going to talk, and they're sitting there saying, what percentage will take the vaccine? No problem. 87%. Who cares about the 13%, guys? Let's just let's just move on. Who cares mm-hmm. about the 13%? Let's move on. Again, this is a conspiracy theory. I yeah. thought 30. You say 80,
2: I said it's actually pretty same. likely. Yeah, it's likely. But that's, so, still, that's still, again, anytime there's questions, FTM, follow the money. They don't want this 13% coming after the 87%. Listen,
0: I, was, I told this story to Gerard the other day. I said, here's what's happening right now. I'm 16 years old. We're sitting around a bunch of friends. And everybody for the 15 years old, I'm in Wilson Jr. House, 14 years old. We're sitting around. First kid comes up. This is the first time I was exposed to smoking weed. Hey, uh, here, guys, try some of this. What is it? Everybody smokes it. Tupac smokes it. We're big Tupac guys. Look, okay, I'll try some weed. Guy tries it, guy tries it, guy tries it. Everybody tries it. Then it comes to me. Pat, here you go. I said, I'm good. Why not? I'm good. I don't want to smoke it. So I said I'm good. I don't want to smoke it. Three laughed. Two were quiet. Two came afterwards to find out why. What's the point?
1: Here's the point. Yeah, the dissenter is the issue. Here's the point.
0: The people that are not saying no to this, I guarantee you, they're being text message. They're getting calls. Oh yeah. They're calling them and DMing and say, hey, "Can we talk about this? Why didn't you take it? You're a pretty smart guy. Mm-hmm. Why'd you say no?" The small community that is saying no, people are going to ask. Here's the strangest thing about this entire situation here. A friend of mine sent me a message, okay? And he said, Pat, I got to tell you, I don't give a shit about taking a vaccine. Hell, I would take the vaccine. In a heartbeat, I would take the vaccine. What I have a problem with is the fact that it's forced upon me taking it. That's my problem. I'm an alpha. Don't force me to take the vaccine. Give me the options. Give me the out. I'll take it versus making me feel like an idiot if i don't want to take it it's actually not a good marketing tactic dictators do that countries like iran do that a few other countries in the past did that that we know about one of them was in europe i think it starts with the letter g Mm -hmm. uh germany Mm -hmm. did things like that where they told you you better do it or else now America is doing this? What are we talking about
1: here? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's literally social Did you yeah. see the social score stuff with PayPal too? That that gets me. What was scared. that? The social score with PayPal. So you know China has that social score. Okay. All right, where they basically implement so people that don't know, like one are the big issues with communism, right? No no private property. You you get a house, quote unquote, from the Bank of China. And then the bank decides it's not your house anymore. Your social score is too low. It's our house now. And They just take it back. It's it's there. What is the it was social score? So the social score is like if you're posting the wrong things. If you're if somebody Ooh. if somebody said that you're you're having this conversation that that you know is uh, you know counter uh, counter to party lines, they can. It's like an obedience score. Yes, it's one hundred percent obedience score, okay, but it. with with the with the ramifications being, ruined Gerard, your life. I gotta tell you, your obedience score is very low. Good, today, so we're gonna get stuff I, to step I gotta upload. tell you, I gotta tell no, you, right now, no, I, will, I will die on the vine, disobedient to the day. I really don't care. D- to hell with them. 0%. Well, we will go 0%. out swinging, and I'm fine with it. But now PayPal is doing that as well, and they're working with government officials to root out extremist organizations and people who profit in misinformation. So the government is not, our government, who operates almost ex- almost exclusively in misinformation, yeah. is working with a pi- private company who handles billions of dollars in transactions mm. every minute and they're going to root out extremism and misinformation. Which is why I gotta, I gotta push back on guys like you, great dude, got to know you, you're awesome. But when you call normal people insurgents, you're you're feeding into that, well, they're extremists. Of course, they should have their transactions taken away.
2: Number one, that's why they call it the May- PayPal mafia. Number two, are you actually trying to say that January 6th was just nice people hanging out at the- at you think the, January
1: the, 6th was, was actually a coup? I don't know if it was a coup, but- Those uh, were insurgents? Anyway, we
2: don't need to go there. Well, but Wait a
0: minute, insurgent means a coup. So do you think that was a coup?
2: Do I think they were actually going to take over the government? Yeah. and no, that's but an they were—they they were trying to stop. That's called
0: protesting. It was insurgent, is a okay. coup. So there's a big difference. Okay. Protesting. Now, yes. If you want
2: to so say like, they're doing, like, call terrorists. it whatever you no, want no, to. it. no, 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 no. This, this is it. very I'm important. I'm saying. That's this not is very. That, that, that's this not is a good very look. important. Like it's never a good look to defend those people. Oh it's very, very important.
4: look. It's
0: not a good look to defend. Rioters that are ruining businesses. And I don't I think you supported that. I agree. But but you have to realize there's a big difference between calling me an asshole and calling me a con man. There's a big difference.
4: Mm-hmm. I'm or even worse me. a domestic yeah. terrorist. What
0: I'm trying to tell you is you call somebody an asshole. Okay, he's an asshole, cool. You call him a con man, there's a big difference. True. Mm-hmm. Words say, matter. Yeah. So That's what I'm trying what I'm trying to tell you is mm-hmm. there's a difference between saying those guys were rioting, protesting looters. Okay. Yeah. yeah you're right. Insurgents, coup? Come on, man! You, okay. They said it so much. There's their words have. Fair enough. Behind.
2: Yeah, but don't pretend they were just good people I and never, they came I, I, in and I, I'm blah, not, blah blah. I'm not, I don't Let's know go the that people route. on what
0: they did, but I think yeah. they were upset with the election. They went out there and they did what the other protesters did. With yeah, their business. Well, I, my biggest problem yeah.
2: that it was all Antifa. It was all BLM dressed up
1: as they all bought MAGA hats little that bit, day. A little bit of that happened. Bullshit. But no,
0: a little bit of po- the
1: point is said, now PayPal that can happen. use maturity, that. Though. No, the key that happened. Yeah, key is now PayPal can use that. Mm-hmm. The the key is is that that rhetoric, is now being weaponized in very very appreciable ways. That's why all of us, all of us down here at the ground level, we have to band together. All of us down here at the ground level have to band together, not not agree with one another. We just have to agree yeah. in in the reality of situations. Some guy said
0: right now, January 6th pad wasn't good. A police officer died. Like, do you think we're saying it was good? Like, again, that's the kind of stuff. Do you, do you think the rioting and protesting in the streets was good when people died? When cops got shot up? You think that's good? When, when folks on the other side did it? Like, really? Do you think when I lived in Dallas, five miles away from my house, when five cops got shot up from a guy up in the window, you think that's good? What is that all about? Is that a coup? Do you call that a coup? What, what do you call it? Is that insurgents? No, that's just called pathetic is what you're doing. So January 6th, people that were pissed off, they went and did that. That's, that's pathetic what was taking place. That wasn't a good thing. But to say it's a coup for marketing purposes, Words have consequences. You have to be careful with the words that are being used. Anyways, okay, so let's, let's go to the next story here. Number one story of Business Insider yesterday, Philip Morris. How is that mm. the number one story of Business Insider until apparently Gerard told us 7-Eleven came and took it away from them? <laughs> Philip Morris, international CEO, says cigarettes should be banned and the company will stop selling Marlboros in the U.K. within a decade. Business Insider story. The CEO of Philip Morris, the maker of Marlboro cigarettes outside of the U.S., said his company will stop selling cigarettes in the U.K. within a decade. CEO Jakik Olzak said on Sunday that the move was part of the company's goal to become smoke-free and to help end the use of traditional cigarettes. He also called on the U.K. government to outlaw cigarettes within a decade, comparing them to gas-empowered cars, and they're set to be barred from being sold in the country starting 2030. Philip Morris International separate from Philip Morris USA, which makes marbles in the U.S. Smoking kills more than 8 million people a year, according to the World Health Organization.
2: Did you just hear that? Yeah. Smoking kills eight This is the million. most confusing story I've ever <laughs> So, you're just shooting yourself in the Morris. foot and ruining your yeah. own business model? Like, so basically, you're saying. <laughs> We're switching to weed, boys. Yeah, like, that's qu- like what? Like, go- what are you going all in on now? Weed? Yeah. Jules? Yeah. Uh, this is big tobacco basically saying, guys, everything we've been doing for the last hundred years or so. My bad. Our bad. My bad. Smoking actually kills all the disclaimers and labels. Uh. Go ahead and pay attention right. to those.
1: What the hell's going on, I'm Gerard? Gonna, I'm gonna be for real. And you real with used you. the dip. I'm gonna be for real. Yeah. With you. Look, I, I I had a I had like a twelve year chewing tobacco habit, so and I and I gotta tell you, I, I valued my health, so I stopped, but oh man, is it good? Oh, man. There's just nothing like throwing a little lipper in in the morning, getting yourself the morning paper, and having having your morning constitutional oh, oh, there. Oh <laughs> trash. My name's Gerard. How you doing? <laughs> Put a little uh, lipper in my mal- I, I think it's funny. It's I think it's funny as hell that my kids are going to grow up with legal weed and have to buy their tobacco from a drug dealer, <laughs> man. Look. You think people going to stop smoking cigarettes? Is there anything? Yeah. I mean, look. I'm sorry for the kids that are listening to this. You guys can hate me all you want, but I, look. There's nothing better than, than after a couple beers on a Friday night having yourself a dart. You know, I'm just It is what it is. Is man, I, I look. You can you can do the natty spirits. It's uh, those are all natural. It's basically like having a vegetable, kids. But no, nah, listen. If you want to know anything about cigarettes, just watch. Uh, Thank you for smoking. It's one of the mm-hmm. best movies nobody's ever heard of. If you've never Great started movie. smoking, yeah. don't do it. If you've never started chewing, don't do it. It is addicting. But if you think tobacco is going away after all these years, I mean, literally, tobacco was so powerful, the addiction was so powerful, that an entire continent moved to another continent to farm it. Kai, go to
0: PMI.com.
4: Go to
1: PMI.com. This is PMI.com. Okay. You go to PMI,
0: International.com. You go to the bottom. PMI product sells in over 180 markets. And many of these, we hold the number one or number two position by market share, six of the top 15 international brands. In the world, are ours right there? Big bowl. the number one cigarette brand since 1972. Marlboro, the Marlboro so man. So here's what I'm wondering: What products do they sell? Look at the number right there in 2019. Marlboro volume outside the United States and China was 260 billion cigarettes, mm-hmm. reinforcing its leadership position as the number one cigarette brand worldwide. I just want to know what like 30 cigare- like, cigarettes a person in
2: the world, by the way. What's wow. his response, the CEO that basically said, "We're stop smoking." I, I love the analogy they made that cigarettes are now basically like the gas-powered cars. So they're going electric. So all right, there's some light bulbs should be going on. Everything's going electric. <laughs> electric. So cigarettes. Now,
1: now they're going jewel with the great, yeah. it. It's the, all about the jewels. You will you will own nothing and yes. be happy. It's all about Build the jewels or vapes.
2: I was just at Rolling Loud this weekend. You wouldn't believe how many kids are vaping. Yeah. It's a big hip hop. Do festival. you vape or no? No, I've never
1: uh, no. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna if I'm gonna do, it, I'm gonna do the real thing. People don't know do. Adam Sauce is actually 72 years old. Not a single wrinkle. Not a single wrinkle. <laughs> he's actually 72. Thank you, bro. Yeah, yeah.
2: I'm a vampire.
1: I, it takes one <laughs> to know what, what did I tell you? What did I tell you?
2: <laughs> vampire. Have you? But, has
1: anybody ever seen Pat in direct sunlight? No.
2: Yeah, he's been saying this. By the oh way, behind your God. back, he's been, he's been going about. He go. I go. Yeah. What about he you doesn't know? Sleep. July 4th, we were at his house at a barbecue. He was in the shade the whole time. <laughs> he, he was in, in the, the, the shade. shade. <laughs> I don't know about all all right, that so Anyway, but maybe Maybe, just maybe They're going to go in the weed direction They're getting out of those cigarettes Go weed with it
1: Bro, look I, I go the different direction I go, okay, what's next? Is, is, you know, is Lay's going to come Let out me. and be like Look, there's fried Can potatoes you, boy, Bad, uh, bad thing Here's a question for you okay, Let's let's judge
0: a little bit Is that okay? Let's judge a little bit Let's play the judgment game I, We just played the conspiracy game Okay though, Let's well, play the ju- <laughs> <laughs> judgment game here we go No, no, here we go You ready? Let's judge Kai, you ready or not? Okay, tell me what an NHL fan, the profile of an NHL fan. Give me the profile of an NHL fan.
2: They are a white man in their fifties, and they are they love. Uh, it's actually Canada. white girls. They love. Okay. They oh, love what? Canada.
1: You've been to uh, an NHL game. You're right. Oh hottest my! Hottest fans God. are probably
0: NHL fans. i right, cool. just so I'm gonna be okay. a hockey Ooh, fan. Let's now. continue judging. Ooh. Give okay. me,
1: give me
2: the profile of an NFL fan. You're looking at him right here. There he is. Yeah. He's dipping. Ah, well, yeah, he's, dipping. But, he's nah, checking the bill just, for He's all checking <laughs> <laughs> his fantasy I football score. Oh, okay. All
1: right, let
0: me give you another. He's one. a grown man Fra- in a, in a Paul, jersey. Paul Paul right. right. big NFL fan. Let's let's continue. Give me the profile of somebody who watches tennis.
2: Oh. Oh. Very uh, eloquent. Oh, <laughs>
1: Rob our style. Who watches tennis? Give they me like
2: some. they like headbands and long white socks. Yeah. Daniela
0: like, Daniela the Romanian, yeah. Okay. So let's let's go to another. Give me a profile of somebody who uh, goes to every single nightclub five nights a week and listens to EDM twenty four seven. them Profile profile of that guy.
2: they a okay. guy, or guy or girl? I'm thinking girls. Okay, girls. Well, yeah. Give me the profile. Well, give me who that they're, person is. They're uh, a 25 year old bottle waitress type of a girl. Okay and you know they like wearing uh, hyper colors and they they're down to party
0: okay give, <laughs> give me the profile of somebody give me the profile of somebody who's a hardcore crypto bitcoin like it's all about cryptocurrency give me the profile who is the person whether they look also me men.
2: david thank you who they're a a, a young man in their 20s ish is that what um that hasn't hasn't really made real money yet okay <laughs> give, me the,
0: give me the profile of somebody <laughs> give me the profile yeah. of somebody who drinks jose cuervo tequila
1: oh I'm, like, I'm, looking, I'm <laughs> looking at I'm looking at para but uh, an, uh, yeah an older tequila drinker like, Okay, young people what aren't you drinking say? Cuervo i would say ricardo could could ricardo uh, could yeah. drink jose
0: cuervo and not even get buzzed All right, give me the profile of somebody okay. who drinks uh Louis the what is it? Louis 13th? the sixteenth. Louis the sixteenth. Whatever. Yeah. Louis the thirteenth. I don't
1: yeah. know any of those people, Pat. You're gonna have to answer that one. So R- somebody rich here. Europeans.
0: Rich Europeans. Fair, because you know some of those guys. You party with those that's guys. So expensive. But of course, watch this. But of course,
1: let's have a couple drinks. Give
0: so me a Profile of a pothead who smokes weed every day. <laughs> da-da,
1: da-da, no. da-da, da-da. Um,
0: <laughs> it's just the tattoo. Is, is it the guy who plays profile, the guitar? The pothead? A yeah, pothead that smokes weed every day. Long they're hair. Just, they're, they're working, How old? Man, what yeah. does he look like? What does she look like? They're 30 years
2: old, man. You know, they smoked in oh, college 20s, and they kept going. got a weird beard going on. Got yes. a weird beard going on. Kind of like a ratty beard, maybe. They're from Norway. All right,
0: so so let's continue. Give me the profile. What we're doing is being prejudiced. I'm about to get to the one. Give me the profile of somebody who smokes cigarettes.
2: They got a raspy voice, so they're a grandma. No,
3: they
1: were just born in China.
2: That okay. smokes
1: a pack a day. Give me,
2: give me a profile <laughs> old, of somebody that old.
3: smokes a pack six, a day. Six, 60, 70-year-olds that have smoked since they were 12. Yeah, they've been yeah. smoking for 30 years. Leathery skin. Yeah. yeah.
2: They get look like a catcher's mitt.
3: Used car, old used car. The hands hands feel smoke. weird.
2: You
0: ever shake, shake their hands like hands feels are like a dry skin type They got, type a, of they thing. got sandpaper. Like they European, European, yeah. European. So... If you well, know, a
2: European smoker is a lot different than an American smoker. European, uh, you will have a drink and uh, smoke. It. Yeah. It's good look. You have my baguette and uh, my little head. Front on. two okay. teeth, three yellow. Yeah. Front yeah, two, two teeth are yellow. Or or the yellow? yellow. yellow
3: okay, there two you yellow.
0: go. So, I mean, listen. There's the profile of a cigar smoker. What's yeah, cigar Matt But what is the profile <laughs> of a cigar smoker? Money. A little more, wealthier. I don't understand. Men, Listen, male, zone, male. from the libertarian standpoint, man, you want to smoke cigarettes, go at it, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I grew up in a family where everybody smoked cigarettes from the day I was born until I remember when my dad finally had a heart attack, went to the hospital, had his open-heart surgery. It's so the last time he smoked cigarettes, 1993. Yeah. I don't understand smoking cigarettes. I understand beer, I understand tequila, I understand whiskey, I understand cigar, mm-hmm. I understand weed, I don't understand cigarettes. Let me say something. Yeah. Let me say something. Please, Adam, since what you I don't smoke understand a pack a day. do torches. What
2: I don't understand about cigarettes yeah. are daytime smokers. Where you're waking up, you're having a, like, listen. It's got some I've
0: helicopter salesmen, car salesmen, fingertips salesman. yellow. Okay. Listen, I will say this. This like guy that. says, "Pat, I'm I'm smoking cigarettes, drinking beer, and watching this podcast from India." <laughs> hey!
2: hey, India! Way to Raheed. go, <laughs> Raheed, Raheed. Listen, right. America, I, 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 you, you might frown upon this. It doesn't happen Here often. we go. But if cigarette you're drunk, six? if you're drunk and you're having a nice time, and some lovely girls over there, and 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 you say, "Hey, we could share a cigarette together." Icebreaker. It's a bonding moment it's and an it's icebreaker. an icebreaker. And it's a power move. Yeah. So, am I waking up at you know seven a.m. and like time for a cigarette? But if it's two a.m. and you're a little buzzed and you're out and about and a pretty girl's right there and you need a light, boom. I'm now sure. The I'm started. sure
1: this was marketing, but all movies yeah. and TVs in the '80s, '70s, yeah. '80s, yeah. '90s, cigarette, cigarette after, after sex. Smoke. Yeah, exactly. I, I you know, yeah. I, I, I thought that that was like a thing you were supposed well, to like keep a pack of cigarettes have sex by for the your bed. I I know. You'd, you'd I know. Smoke, right? The first yeah. time I smoked a cigarette was to impress a, a girl. Okay. How the,
0: old were you? Seven or what was your... Uh... I
2: was... I just turned 10. No. Um, <laughs> I like Two years ago
1: for people that don't know. It no key funny. F- I will yeah. say
2: this. I'm not encouraging smoking. But if the, the, the fellas out there want to easy layup move to get, you know, Stop. if a girl's sitting there and don't, it, don't share a cigarette, this guy. He has you're now no you're, sharing, you're going about. back and Stop. forth, it's in your mouth, it's in her oh, mouth, you guys gosh. are sharing a cigarette, uh, I'm just uh, saying, oral if fixation. you're going to do it, it's in her mouth, it's time. in my
1: mouth, who knows yeah. what's going on. I wasn't on. going
2: there, I'm just saying that that it is a bonding We're learning moment.
1: a lot about you today. You're not doing that with a cigar, though. What about the hookah smoker? What's going to happen to the hookah smokers, man? What's the profile of a hookah? A hookah smoker my middle eastern 26 year old armenian you know <laughs> maybe named tigran maybe not <laughs> <I don't know. laughs>
0: with the it's perfect true. beard you know yeah and uh every sentence starts with bro <laughs> brother oh, brother. Oh, brother. No, that's, brother that's like that's brother. a eye, bro bro uh, okay, okay uh, so, so we did
2: a little prejudice, a little profiling. Hey, stereotypes exist for a
0: judgmental. This yeah. was kind of cool. We got a little bit uh, Sorry if we offended, out of the buddy. system yeah, here today. And don't smoke
4: cigarettes.
0: <laughs> uh, let's talk about what J.P. Morgan is doing. Very offensive what they're doing over there. So here we go. Uh, graduates should expect to work 12-hour days, six days a week, to really master their job, says J.P. Morgan Executive, a Business Insider story. Graduate wealth management analysts should expect to work 72 hours a week and they'll be better trained for it, according to Mary Callahan Erdos, the CEO of JPMorgan Chase's Asset and Wealth Management Division, based on the idea that it takes roughly 10,000 hours to gain base level mastery of something that's going to take around five years if somebody works eight-hour eight hour days, five days a week, she said. On Wall Street, it takes... It's more like 12-hour days, six days a week. That cuts you down to about two and a half years before you master it. something. and tw- I love the fact that they're just open about it. In 2013, an intern of Bank of America, Merrill Lynch's London office, died of a seizure. While it was conclusive, an inquest concluded that overwork could have contributed to 21-year-old Moritz Erdhardt, uh his death. Unfortunate story, obviously, there. But the fact that the CEO is openly saying, if you want to make it, it's... 12-hour days, six days a week to cut down the – mastering the skill set in half the time, two and a half years. Adam, your thoughts on this?
2: I'm totally okay with this as long as it's full disclosure before you get the job. Think about who's taking these jobs. Very uh, established – you, know, you, you you think did, somebody's taking this job not knowing those are the hours? No, that's what I'm saying, they know this. Yeah, it's, of course. It's known up front. Don't take the job. Exactly. Yeah. Look, why are you taking this job? Because you want to make, a make million money. A year, uh, five years Because you want to make money. Yeah, it's a tough and job. So if you're saying that it typically takes five years to do this, now you can do this in two and a half years. You graduate. You're 22. You're 23. By the time you're 25, you put in the crazy hours. You're 25. You've made money. You're you're an expert. I believe it was Malcolm Gladwell that says you need to put in 10,000 hours. Um, to be an expert at something and if you can do it in in half the time and by the time you're 25 you're an established expert in a field by the time you're 30 you'll have multi-millions in the bank i think a lot of people would want to do this yes you're sacrificing your early 20s and yes there's burnout and burnout is real but you know what you're getting yourself into if that's a job you're taking
1: i call bullshit i I think it's nonsense that you're going to take your lowest wage employees Grind them into dust. Whoever makes it makes it. Whoever doesn't wasn't worth it. You know. Meanwhile, Jamie Dimon's getting another freaking billion dollars or whatever they're giving him. But you these know, aren't their
2: lowest wage employees?
1: They, these are the right ones. out of college. These are the lowest wage people, right? These are these people guys fresh are out of college. these are they're making six figures. These are wealth figures. management analysts. Yes.
2: These are not right. Your your local intern So the, this is coffee. this is not the these person like, starting yo, at the
1: bottom of the food chain. Well, they're starting
2: out at the bottom in the wealth management sector. Look. I think these look, are people. That, anybody that who graduated wants, from Harvard you, Business School. I would say this. Time to
1: grind. If there's work to do, do the work. What yeah. I don't like is I've been in environments where the culture is we're there from eight to eight, and then people sandbag their way through today, not doing work because they think they're going to be there all day. And it's what in baseball we used to call eye Eyewash Eye wash is like when people just sit there doing nothing until they think the coach is watching. And then they start shuffling the papers, and it's like, oh, I'm doing work, 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 mm-hmm. work. Look at me working so hard. No, like, look. If you have work to do, do work. Now, I, I don't. I didn't come in, up in the financial industry. I came up in, in creative. So it was the exact opposite for us. We just, you got paid for a project. Mm-hmm. And the best directors, the best producers that I was on, it was like, hey, if we got the project done, if we got all our shots, get out of here. We're not getting paid by the hour. Like it's, it's in that case, it's a raise. You know, we, when you do a commercial and you've got two days and you've got, you know, essentially 20 hours to, to shoot days. And then if you get done by 16 hours, you got all your shots and you got all, all your pickups and everything like that. You're paying, you're paying your crew extra. So when it ends up happening, the same crew comes back multiple times, and they get better and better and better and more efficient at their job because they know if I do my job and I do it well, we're getting out of here. I don't have to be here till midnight tonight. I'm going to get out of here at 8 o'clock. So I've seen it from the other side. If you guys – I haven't been in that p- position, so I, should, I shouldn't have had such a, a strong opinion on that from the beginning. I do apologize for that. But if, if there is 12 hours worth of work to do, do the work. Compete. I'm all for mm-hmm. that. But if you're just setting an environment where this is – this
0: is not the environment where you're sitting around buddy let no, me put this it to this is isn't like way. paper push. sure you you you're it's a little bit of a reach but i get it your world you're in your world is not uh, this world your world the world is project based you go finish the project you're done i yeah. get it that's the optics that's the part you're in in this world if you're gonna sit around the 12 hours at the office and do nothing, you will be fired in 90 days. Less than is, that. This yeah. is not a job for no. you, bro. Morgan Stanley, Dean Witter, your first year. If you and this is an, this is an 01 when I got the job 20 years ago. If you didn't bring 10 million dollars your first year in, you're fired. Mm-hmm. If you didn't pass your Series Seven the first time, not second, third time. Morgan, Merrill, Goldman, you have to pass it the first time. You don't, you're fired, right? If you don't pass it the first time, you're fired. If you don't get $10 million your first year, you're fired. There is no time to sit around and shoot the shit and look at Instagram videos all day long and TikTok and Twitter Twitter videos. You do that, it's over with you have to go out there and network you have to go out there mm-hmm. shake hands you have to go out there in the morning you have to go out there to the country club you have to drive the appointments you have to, you have to do anything and everything it takes to be a winner in this job
1: so what does that 12 hours look like
0: what is that 12 hours it's non-stop you're either prospecting you're either looking for clients you're either networking you have to be around. Or you're people. analyzing.
2: You're doing you're doing data analytics you're, you're, you're learning exactly.
0: about what's going on. You're studying everything in the market, what's going on. You're studying the papers. You're trying to see what this analyst is saying, what mm-hmm. that analyst is saying, what just what's an official buy, what's a hold, what's a sell, what just changed categories, mm-hmm. who got a better rating, whose quarterly calls coming up. Let me see what this guy's gonna be doing. But most of this job is shaking hands being in front of people. Are
1: you actually managing the wealth? My understanding was that there were programs, like there's a Goldman fun that you go into and they and you you get into this and you get it like so what why would i go with for example okay why would i go with you know uh jp morgan instead of western mutual why yeah, why would you're, i go you're, with you're
0: gonna you're, you you everybody here brags that they have the best money manager they have the best fund they have the best whatever so you're putting you're gambling where you're putting your money with goldman's gonna say we're the best because you are able to participate in certain things that others are not like goldman mm-hmm. says to, to get into Goldman, to have an account with them to manage your money. It's $10 million. Yeah, I was going to say. It's you ain't got $10 million? You can't, million, can't be. Box, yeah. This is Goldman doesn't let you get in with less than $10 They're million.
1: They're not doing the $10,000 buy-in. That's there, Bank of America. You're yeah. saying dog. Goldman,
0: Goldman is going to be the $10 million client. But if you're with mm-hmm. Goldman, here's yeah. what happens with Goldman. You want an IPO to participate in Uber before anybody else is done? Yeah, you can go in. How much you want to put in? Half a million? Great. You can go in because you're part of the mm-hmm. Goldman family. Those types of opportunities come to you. But you know how many total advisors ha- Goldman has? How many do you think Goldman has?
2: No idea. Maybe
1: okay.
0: under five hundred. Four hundred. Four hundred. That is all. Goldman's Goldman the Sachs. In the United States or worldwide? In, in U.S. Goldman Sachs's office in Dallas is half the size of this office. Ten
1: estate. They, they have ten well, analysts. Or ten?
0: They have four hundred financial advisors. Is what they have. That is it. To get a job with Goldman, there's probably a lot more in California,
2: New York. You have to be the cream of the crop.
0: You have to be the cream of the crop. Now, if you make it at Goldman five years later, minimum Mm -hmm. seven figure under. If you're there ten years and you're a killer, you can make five, ten, fifteen, twenty. You can make money if you're at a place like that. But is it easy to make it and stay there? Absolutely not. So Again, if you want to, you know, we, we, uh, we, we look at sports, and you're like, hey, to get to the next level, it takes a lot. Okay, four questions. Mm-hmm. Are you clear on what you want to do with your life, your dreams, your goals? Number one, most people are not. I asked this question last week in Dallas. How many of you are clear? Everybody's hands went up. I said, great. I'm going to ask a question one more time. How many of you guys are so clear about your dreams and goals that if I bring you up on stage, you can recite it to everybody in 20 seconds? This is what happened.
4: Hmm.
0: A thousand people in the room, 50 hands are up. There was 800 hands up when I asked it openly. Then when there was a commitment to you coming and presenting it to everybody else, their hands went up. I said, okay, great. So most of you guys don't even know what your dreams and goals are. I know what it is to be there. I've been there before as well. Number two, let's just say you know what your dreams and goals are. Mm-hmm. Do you know how demanding that dream or goal is to become a reality? So a person says what? Yes or what? No, I sure. don't know how right. demanding like, it is. I want to do this. Like, but I don't know how long it's going to take. Don't know how yeah, demanding it is. Oh yeah, I want to make a millionaire. Do you really know what it takes? A, like we, we talked about, nobody yeah. takes Are these jobs not knowing yeah. how much work they're okay. going to work. Okay, you know how demanding it is to yeah. be that person. It's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. The the greatest of the greatest comedians that I read about and I go see what they did. They freaking had no life for five, ten years. Yeah. They went out. It. It's like maniacal. It's not the best life. The people who went and played in the military and guys made it to the top, dude, they were doing correspondence afterwards. I wasn't doing correspondence afterwards. Matter of fact, I can tell you this, two and a half years in the military, I've never taken one correspondence class. My buddy took correspondence classes. He retired as a Delta Force. I got out as an E-4. I was not taking military seriously, so I didn't have like a, hey, I'm going to go take correspondence, so let me go back at it. How clear are you about your dreams and goals? Number one. Number two, how demanding is that dream? Like If it's to win an Emmy, if it's to win an Oscar, how demanding is that? Number three is the tough question that everybody secretly answers that nobody knows. You know what the question is? Are you willing to meet the demand required to have your dreams and goals and vision become a reality? And most, the answer is what? Secretly, they say, What? I'm just not willing to do it. Mm -hmm. I'd much rather go home and party. And the last one is the following, and then I'm gonna turn it over to you. Mm. The last one is when you sit there and you close your eyes and you dream about whatever your vision is, whatever your dream is to become a reality, you're by yourself when you think about it, does it get you emotional? Does it get you fired up?
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Does
0: it get you to say, oh my gosh, like you you get the chills all over your body. If it doesn't, it's not really that big of a dream. You know who I think to. of when, as you're explaining yeah. this
2: story, the last great interview you ever did with Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Like this is exactly the blueprint that he probably lived by, right? Am he I was clear on what I want to be? Hey, be? Allen Iverson. I want to be an NBA superstar. Yeah. Yes. How am I? Do I know how demanding this is going to be? Yeah. Oh yes.
1: You wasn't with me when I was shooting and, in the and, gym. And by the way, and he checked I have, all those boxes. Iverson's a Hall of Famer. But I have way, a
0: I, mean. I have a hard time. Who Allen Iverson? Yeah. But, but okay, great. So bring that up. Fantastic. So go there. You ready? Mm-hmm. Go there. Every time you move up, there is a next level. You may be the best player at. YMCA League, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday League. You crush everybody. You're the, you're the rocks, and when you leave, people are taking pictures with you. Oh, that's me on Tuesday and night. then <laughs> And then you go play at an L.A. Fitness League, yeah. 8 a.m. in the morning, 7 a.m. in the morning, you're a nobody. Mm-hmm. But let's just say you eventually get so competitive that you play good at the L.A. Fitness place. Then you go play against college basketball players, and then you're a nobody. Mm-hmm. Then let's just say you get good enough to play for college. Then all of a sudden you have what it takes to go into the NBA, You're actually doing something. You went into the final four. You made a name for yourself. You go into the NBA. Then all of a sudden, you're like, dude, it's a freaking different game. These guys are so much quicker. Next level. Then you get good enough to be an all-star. Now you go into the all-star game. Then you're good enough to go into the playoffs. Then you go into the finals. Mm -hmm. Then you see the other guy handles pressure better than you do. He's a champion. You were a 14-year NBA veteran, but the guy won a championship. You didn't. There's always the next level at every level. And the next level at every level is more demanding. And there are people that eventually say, I'm just not going to go at this level. I'm just not. I'm just not going to go at this level. By the way, and I'm fully convinced, Gerard, this mindset is applicable to every industry. I am convinced in Hollywood the guys who eventually become the Steven Spielbergs of the world while everybody else is going out there celebrating, hardcore partying, I'm, I'm convinced those guys go out there and they're working on their next script. I'm convinced those guys go out there and they're already looking at the next thing. Almost every single person I've studied who made it at the highest level, you know, the similar answer is like, what's your favorite movie you ever made? You know what they say? I haven't made it yet. The next one. Yeah. What's your favorite championship? The next oh, one. like what Tom yeah. Brady What's just the, said. The, the point is, it's like... My
2: favorite ring is the one yeah, that I haven't gotten yet. Versus
0: the yeah. people always like, well, let me tell you, man, back in, you know, 1993 when I did XYZ, that's the problem. Al Bundy scored four that, touchdowns for both That's, guy that's the, the problem. So in you the, were there. In the yeah, world yeah. of competition, yeah. yes. You want to get... And by the way, just so everybody knows, so everybody knows this DEI, you know, uh, 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 diverse, uh, uh, equity, and inclusive. Yeah. The person who said these words just so let me reread it. The person who said these words, her name, not his name, her name is Mary Callahan Erdos, the CEO of JPMorgan Chase Asset and Wealth Management Division. Her name. So this is not if it's a he or a she. She says to make it requires 12 hours a day, six days a week to make it at two and a half years. She says that. Mm-hmm. This is not like bunch of men that are making other men work hard and all this other stuff? No, nope. By the way, I, I've sat with women in the financial industry. Let me tell you, some of the most impressive people I've ever sat across. Beasts. Beasts, you sit there, they will eat your lunch, and they're intimidating. They're so solid because they can compete in this league. Men mm-hmm. fear these women. So it's not about, this isn't about sex. This isn't about color. This isn't about any. This is about, are you willing to pay the price to be the cream of the crop In your industry. How bad do you want it? Are you willing to meet the demand? And I'm telling you, Gerard, I'm telling you, 99% of the time, you're going to eventually hit a level that you're going to either say, I'm content with this amount of, uh, uh, you know, what we produce with a product. And in that moment is a breaking point to say, you're going to go a little bit more because the other guy's going to go a little bit more. You're going to go a little bit more. Like, you know, you do uh, this thing. You do this visualization. That's the one always. The next level, you're always at the bottom of the next level. Everybody's always at the bottom of the next level. All of us. Well,
1: you basically yeah. had this conversation with Shaq, right? I mean, more or less. So with
0: Kobe, but Shaq doesn't yeah. want to have this conversation. But the whole idea. Well, went when out. he
1: said, "How great would
2: would Shaq, Shaq be if, if he had, had your, your work, work ethic?" Th- th- he'd be the best player of Shaq all time. Shaq said
0: it's the dumbest question anyone's ever asked, yeah, and he well,
1: DM'd me. He was pissed off and he blocked me. So but- Shaq, come on the podcast. Let's let's work this thing out. All right, I, the guy again though, multiple time, champion, Hall of yeah. Famer, oh. business icon. You know, there's, I guess, okay, I don't disagree with anything you've said. I disagree with nothing that you've said. But just to give, I don't know, a, a, another opinion, all right? I've seen guys that do want it too bad, and they, they it's all they think about, and they obsess about it, and they, and they go, I, I I was one of those guys, especially. It's all you think about. It's everything. And then when when the wheel breaks a little bit, it breaks all the way. Like, when, when there's a little crack... It cracks all the way. I think that there has to be some sort of – to me, it's like a Ferrari, right? You can take the best car in the world, and if you keep it in the red the whole time and you push, 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 the best car in the world is going to explode. No one's ever said that. No one's ever said that. By the way, that is a misconception
0: right there, Gerard. So let let me take you back. When you hear stories like that of a person that gave everything and they still didn't make it, It is such a discouraging story for young kids that are sitting there saying, F it. Why am I going to give my best? It's a very discouraging story. Let me me explain to you Trying is worth it. No. Okay. For sure. Now it's a different story. But but let me give you the other side. We will rarely talk about our F-ups on why we didn't make it to the next level. We will rarely talk about our F-ups, why we didn't make it to the next level. Rarely. One day Mario is talking to me. And I love watching Mario play soccer. I mean, it's just if Mario plays, I want to watch this guy play soccer. The guy's got
2: calves for days. Not
0: just calves for (laughs) days. I just like watching him play. You know know what he said to me the other day? He said, you know what one of my biggest fears in life is? He says, one of my biggest fears in life is the fact that I can't ever play soccer again. Can you imagine this guy? says, one of my biggest fears in life is that I can't play the game I love playing. This is him. So. He tells a story. He says, one time I'm a junior or whatever. I'm in sophomore. What is 10th grade? Whatever 10th. Is this freshman or freshman is ninth, right? Sophomore, sophomore is, 10. is 10th Okay, grade. sophomore is 10th grade. So he says, I'm in sophomore right now, and I'm playing for the varsity team. And he's kicking us. He's doing a great job. I think he's the captain of the team, whatever. And there's this moment where the coach is challenging him, and he talks back. And he just publicly, you know, goes after his, uh, what do you call it, his coach. And the coach pulls him aside, and he says, you know what? You just messed up everything. You're off the team. You ain't going to play. You're never going to get playing time with me. Okay? And he says, I'm like, I quit. I give up. And he left. So then you hear that story and you say, okay, that's probably not a story you want to tell publicly. But Mario's told that story publicly, right? Here's what I did. Those stories we all have. I have those stories where I was at when I'm coming up. I'm a six, four and a half guy. What do you mean you didn't play any kind of organized sports? I have my own stories, what I didn't want to do. Everybody has those stories, but sometimes when you're saying a guy doesn't make it to the he gave everything, he did this, he did that. Sometimes one to me is you just don't have the talent to play at that level. That's number one. That which is you, true. Which is Some very true.
1: Some people do max out
0: what You're they – Bro, yeah. first of all, you played semi-pro baseball. What are you talking about? Yeah. Like what percentage mm-hmm. of the freaking kids out of high school ever play college, right. let alone semi-pro? Or maybe you get like, to hit the shit out of a fastball but you not, couldn't hit a curveball. Like, like, ball. Hit Tom, Tom, Tom Ellsworth the, yeah. the other day tell me, Tom's like, yeah, I took Girard to a baseball game. This is Tom's uh, uh, you know, commentary on taking Girard to baseball game. He says, I take the uh, Girard to a baseball game.
1: and Which was the, awesome. Thank you, Tom.
0: He said, we go to a baseball game. It's a pitching duel, which he loves. And he says, <laughs> we go to a place and the guy's throwing pitches and they're allowing people to hit. So Gerard goes in and he grabs a bat. He says, uh, you going to let me use this metal bat? And the guy says, yeah. You sure? Yeah. Okay. Nobody knows who he is. They're just kind of like another guy that's coming here trying to hit our baseball. So the guy starts pitching. Tom's like, Pat, Gerard looked like an MLB player. Everybody was shell-shocked. With how beautiful Gerard was hitting the ball. On
2: the field, or this is in the batting cages? In the batting cages. Yeah. Cage. Okay, he says gotcha.
0: he was killing it. People are like, who is this guy? Meaning, it's a white Cecil fielder. <laughs> White Cecil Fielder. Yeah, What's the most already, home runs you ever hit in a season? 47. 51. 51. I don't know. Yeah. 51. So,
2: anyway. I could see you being a Cecil Fielder type. So, Great but, dude, But too. the point
0: yeah. is, there's a little bit of talent. Junior. There's a little bit of talent. There's a little bit of attitude. Yeah. There's a little bit of ego. There's a little bit of you're not coachable. There's mm-hmm. a little bit of nobody mm-hmm. tells me what to do. There's a little bit of your prima donna of who yeah. you were in the high school. Because sometimes when a kid knows from 10th grade he's going to be an MLB, that's actually a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know the kid that knows, like, this guy's going to be an MLB. Somebody needs like to LeBron say, like LeBron, when he was going to the NBA. Well, just, you, you shut. You're right. You it's, just it's shut the off the way, bro. You it's don't like, listen. You're yeah. like, dude. I know. What are you talking about? You're yeah. just a sixty thousand dollar teacher. What do you know? I'm going to be a freaking multimillion yeah. dollar contract. Mm-hmm. You have that absolute arrogant. No one wants to coach you. No one's. My guys in the company right now. We have. We we've had a lot of different people in the company right. The the number one earner is not the most talented guy in the company, and they say it. They say it. One of the best things I've, I've ever heard in a history of basketball. Was they asked, who's the guy that came up with uh, triangle offense as a Tex winner? It's Tex, Tex right. winner. Yeah, yeah. Tex winner who taught Phil Jackson about Phil the Jackson, triangle Jackson. offense. Yes, so please. they interview Tex winner. They say, Tex, you've been in this league for a long time. He says, a long time. Long time. 50 years. Yes, long time. Who did you coach that knew the most about basketball? He says, oh, that's easy. He said, who? He said, Jordan Farmar. So Jordan, Jordan, Jordan Farmar. Jordan Mar- Farmar, the point guard? Jordan Farmar. He says, by the way. why Jordan Farmar? He says, because you couldn't teach the guy anything. He knew it all.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man.
0: Think about that analogy.
1: Yeah. In Jordan, business, if you're listening. In sales. Yeah.
0: This is Tex.
2: UCLA. Kay? And yeah. by the way, I liked Lakers. this
0: game when he was on the Lakers. Yeah. Yeah. I liked this game. And he went and played in China or Europe. I don't know where he played. Yeah. Yeah. And he came back and he actually recovered. He ended up having a the tail end of his career was good.
1: So yeah. I think there's more to the story than just. Okay, so let me ask this. Yeah. Okay. How do you reconcile those two things and then come back and find that next gear? If you feel like you've gotten as far as you can go, I put the work yeah. in, I've done as much as yeah. I can and I've done the best I can. How do you then find that next gear? In another career
0: or in that specific sport you're still in or business should you, you're should,
1: still? Well what do you think? Should you should you leave and Great. do something else no, or do you...
0: here's 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 what I tell you what 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 I would do mm-hmm. is number one, like for me. You know, in July of 2009, I said, we're going to have a half a, million, half a million licensed agents by 2029. That's a pretty crazy vision to cast. At that time, we had like 66 agents when we started a company in September of 2009. And I said, we're going to have a half a million licensed agents. Crazy, 29, 30 years old, fine, insane. But why did I say it? At first, when I got into sales I'm working at Bally's, I'm sitting. I'm like, dude, I suck at sales, Gerard. I was the worst salesperson. I'm the best guy, best in shape guy at the gym. I couldn't sell one membership.
1: It can't be worse than the guy at LA Fitness. Be. <laughs> cannot be.
0: Four weeks goes by. Eight weeks. I go to Cisco. I said, Cisco, I'm going to go back into the army. I suck. I said, What do you mean? So said, I suck. He said, Before you quit, just give it one more month. I said, I said, you have to realize I'm the worst salesman in here. <laughs> He says, go and sell memberships at the mall. I said, let me get this straight. I can't sell memberships at a gym with equipment here. You want me to go sell memberships at a mall? He said, I want you to go to Fox Hills Mall. Just go to Fox Hills Mall. So I go to Fox Hills Mall. And I'm behind the desk. You know, escalators behind me. People are walking. I would not leave here. But the best guys were always there. I was always in the back. Okay. So I noticed this guy, so I'm like, screw it, I'm going to go to the front. I go to the front, I sell my first membership. Got, girl comes, never forget this girl, nicest girl, $75, on 32 a month. Corporate contract, I'm like, I sold the contract! <laughs> I sold the member, I'm not going back to the Army. I was so excited, this 21-year-old kid, I'm like, finally sold the damn membership, right? So September of 1999, what, okay, I'm 20 years old, right? 30 days goes by. I break the record. I become the rookie of the month. And then I come back and I become a manager. Anyways, things start taking off for me. Then I get into the insurance space. It was co- it was
1: confidence is what you needed? Confidence
0: it's- came back up. Then I'm like, but I'm still partying. I'm still distracted. I'm still all this other stuff. Then I go into the insurance. I'm like, this is getting hard. I don't think this is for me. So you get past that phase. Then, everybody, then you start making money. Then you start winning. Then everybody starts telling you how amazing you are. You're freaking ridiculous. Bro, one of the greatest drugs one of the greatest drugs that's not even a drug is flattery. Mm. Flattery ruins women, men, and athletes, and business people. You're so amazing. You're better than your dad. You're better than this. You're better than that. Like that kind of stuff. When people say, yeah. this division is like, dude, you know, mm. so you become that cocky. So the words. I got lucky where people said other things to me behind closed doors. Okay? I got lucky. They would say the opposite. It's like, well, we'll see. A lot of guys have come and they've collapsed. A lot of guys have come and they've ruined their careers because of that, that, that. A lot of guys have come up like you, and they've done this. That's what I needed. I feared losing it all, and I mm-hmm. heard that messaging. So now you get to a person that says, okay, I get two points. I don't make it. What do I do at a level like that? Number one, I would get serious counsel, like the fighter. Mickey tells Dicky, Ma, stop acting like Dicky's going to fight again. He's 40 years old. Stop lying to him. He's never going to fight again. Hard truth. Hard truth from people that love you that you know they're not going to lie to you. It's not easy to do. It's got to be behind closed doors, you and them. Then based on that, you can't rely on one. It's got to be three or four because they got to give you a different perspective. And then at that point, you got to make that decision and move on. In your gut, if you get a feeling that this is what it is. Now, here's the other part. Some people will hear this message. They will only go talk to the people that they know they're going to tell them to move on. I had a guy that told me, right? Looking for a way out. Looking for a way out. One of the guys I'm uh, consulting, uh, the Stanfields, they have a pizza shop. Love these guys. They call me and they say, um, hey, Pat, yes, uh, we have made a decision. We're moving on from the pizza business. We're going to go into a different industry. I yeah. said, really? I said, yeah. Were you on it or no? Did you hear my conversation with them? I said, really? You're moving on? So said, yeah. I said, tell me why. Oh, we just know we're going to do better in different businesses. I said, oh, okay, interesting. I said, let me ask you a question. Uh, is it because you think you're going to do different things in, be- in a different industry or do you think this thing got really, really hard and you just kind of want to throw in the towel? Well, no, I think it's because we want to move to a different industry. I said, can I ask you guys a question? I said, yeah. I said you pay a lot of money to me on a monthly basis. Why are you bullshitting me? What's mm-hmm. the point of you bullshitting me? Like, you're paying me. Like, what, are you trying to impress me? Don't, don't try to impress me. Just tell me what do you guys talk about late at night in bed. How much do you hate your current business because of how hard it is? And they look at each other, and he says, just tell him. Just tell him. And she says, Pat, COVID was hard. Selling pizza during COVID was hard. It's the hardest thing we ever did. I said, what happened to you guys telling me nine months ago you guys want to build a franchise doing $30 million a year and all of a sudden you're discouraged nine months later? What happened here? I said, here's how I work when it comes down to marriage. You guys want to get a divorce. I said, I, b- I believe in divorce. I'm not one that says, you know, what is it called? Uh, 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 you know, anyways, the stuff, yeah. you know, to death to his part, all this stuff. Yeah. I do think sometimes marriage does make sense. My parents got a divorce. Best decision they made to get in a divorce. Before you get a divorce, 12 therapy sessions, together with a therapist six by yourself if after that you guys are still convinced you guys got to go out there and throw in the towel guess what go get the divorce which,
1: and, you, and you gave it a, a, a shot that's
0: what I'm yeah. saying that's what I'm saying so meaning before you say oh it's not gonna work yet I'm gonna go to the next business because the guy asked me a question this last week. He says, hey, what do you say to the insurance agent that's struggling he's been having a hard time the last two years I said listen you're either struggling because you're not working you're either struggling because your attitude sucks you're either struggling because you're not getting better because of the language, or you're struggling because you're just newer in the business mm-hmm. and you haven't hit the five-year marker. Stick around five years. Five years later, give your best. If you're not making the kind of money you want and the lifestyle you have, then consider moving on. But if you mm-hmm. do it after 18 more months, what do you know about this industry? You know nothing mm-hmm. yet. So there's a combination. It's such there is no black and white answer to it. I've seen some people that have such a big upside. Go talk to somebody that they know they're going to say, oh, baby, this is too much work for you. Go home. You should take a break. This is too stressful. That guy, all he cares about is money. And they ruined the guy's life, and now he's broke still living with mommy and daddy. Mm-hmm. So it's very important who you go into and talk to when you're all the way at the decision-making point, relationship or career. Hey,
2: I've heard you use uh, tell this story before, and you talked about who's in your ear and what they're saying and uh, flattery and all that. You've said something to the effect of when your top guys are killing it that's when you kind of bring them back down to earth. Or when someone's struggling, that's when you kind of build them up. You've said this before, right? Like if someone's killing it and they had their best six months of their life or whatever, you don't be like, bro, you're killing it. You're the man. You say, hey, so tell us about that.
0: Yeah, it's a mistake. When a guy's killing it, you don't overbuild them up. Because, you know, the one thing goes when you win and you make money or you're Mm -hmm. winning in sports, business, life, and anything. The moment you start winning, paranoia goes away.
2: Yeah, once you start believing the hype, oh, drinking your own, honey, yeah, yeah. When Gatorade, paranoia Kool-Aid. goes away, yeah. it is so. It's a dang- motivating
0: factor. It is so yeah. dangerous when paranoia goes away. Hey man,
2: you just won. Well, literally,
1: let, won well, last night I would, left the gym. I'm like, I gotta get back to the office, man. Like, you I, call me eleven o'clock. I clock. got a phone yeah, call. Right. I was like, I gotta get back. But we talked about this before, and this brings this whole thing full circle, man. Was. I played with a lot of dudes and i see, it's crazy because I see it now as like a second wave of my life. I see it now with dudes that have been in creative industry and guys that have been in their life. I think people you talked about partying and losing focus. I, I I think some people seek that out on purpose because it's easier for me to say I didn't make it because oh, I started drinking or I didn't make it because ah oh, man I got I got, I got into the girls. Yeah, it's way easier to say if only I hadn't drank then dude, I just wasn't good If enough. I didn't have that ankle injury. I it's just always, wasn't good the, everyone enough, wants man. an excuse. No one wants to say, yeah, I did it, and I just wasn't But you good seek it enough. out just in case, like Simone Biles. Like, yeah. I, I don't know anything about Simone Biles from a wall, but she's a champion. Maybe she thought, man, I just don't have it this time. Anxiety or COVID or something. This, this, we, it, it's better for me to back out with an excuse than it is for me to not win gold. I can't see me as anything but, other by the than a champion. FYI, you know what's the crazy thing? I don't thing. know if that's true. You know what's the crazy thing?
0: We will never know. Because hmm. there are certain things in life we will never tell the truth to the world to save face. You will, there are certain questions you will never, ever know the answer to that question. Mm. Never. There are a lot of decisions that we make, and we're very good at acting as if we made the right decision to protect our egos and protect our position. We're pros at it. Every one of us in the world is pro at this. This isn't like you're better than another person than another person. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while, if you can show the humane side that I effed up and I wish yeah. I would have done something differently— then people realize you're human and they relate to you. We all want to be able to do that, but it's
2: so hard. Vulnerability is really hard. It's man. so hard, really hard to do. especially like if- the memes that go around. Like, everything's fine. Yeah. Everything's, fine. Fine. everything's yeah. fine. Nothing fine. to see here. Anyways, fine. I'm we not crying you're crying. By the way, one of my favorite
0: podcasts. This was actually yeah. a very good, good podcast. Stuff. If you're well, still with worse. us, you enjoyed it, subscribe to the channel. We are, I believe, uh, 31,100 away from 100,000 subs to maybe do this three times a week. And uh, we will do this again Thursday, same time, back here. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, bye-bye.